Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Session. 
Report to the chat room, pen and pat a hand. You wanna be there early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. Them lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rat tools. They're bumped by the latest trucks. From 9 to 11, we do it in the dark. Like we used to do it in the park for the most part. From the very second that the show starts, you witness it compose off, think Mozart, huh? The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they medulla, they sharp, and they so saw. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is No The Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed. This is your host, your brother Blue Pill. I'll write very soon to be joined by my co-host for the evening, brother Red Pill. Okay? Welcome to No The Ledge Radio. We are broadcasting tonight on a Wednesday night, okay, to make up for last night that we didn't get a chance to broadcast and bring this information to the family. We do apologize. Uh, we had a scheduling conflict, but nonetheless, we are here today. Nonetheless, under this beautiful uh, canopy, this beautiful sky <clears throat> with the stars aligned. Okay. So we have a very, very special broadcast, special program for the family. Okay. It's right on time. Right on time. All right? So please situate yourselves. I am waiting for my computer to catch up to itself so I can switch on the studio board and open the chat room. And I'm multitasking, getting a few other things done. So please relax yourself. Uh, As always, we ask, especially tonight, because this is a special broadcast. And we put the information out to the networks a few hours ago. We do ask that you um, share the updates, share the status on your networks. You know, you can repost the link. You can take that beautiful flyer and um, that you can find on Facebook on our Know the Ledge TV page. And you can Instagram it. You can tweet it. You can send it in a text. You can send it in an email to your friends and your family and your loved ones. Let them know that you're here on a Wednesday night rocking out with the best. KTL Radio. Right? Okay, give me one more second or a few seconds for that matter with this computer. I hope that everyone is at peace, you know, and enjoying themselves. 
so far that their week has been very inviting, full of gifts. This 44th week of the calendar year, you know, it started off in, in, in prime fashion. I want to give a shout out to our brother from our mother, KT the Arc Degree. Okay. I want to wish that brother a happy solar return. He celebrated his Earth Strong on November 3rd, this past Sunday, which we identify as in our calendar the first day of the week. You know, the gods taught us that everything starts on the one. You start on the knowledge, you know, start on the wisdom. So Sunday, the first day of the calendar week, in our pantheon and other people's systems, that would be Monday. Shout out to uh, P. Diddy, who celebrated his 44th weekend on their calendar systems beginning of the 44th week, November 4th. That's 44 fours for you. Drum roll, please. So, yeah, he came in to that in spectacular fashion. But for the brother KT, the Arc degree, his Earth Strong um, not only is to be, you know, honored by us, it, it, it is monumental. It's a point in time. It marked a point in time. I will be able to get into that at length um, at some point on the show. I'm going to get into exactly what his Earth Strong signifies and why it's so monumental, not only to us and his family, but, you know, what it was a sign of, what it means in its cosmos, celestially. I don't even think that he knows how monumental his particular Earth Strong was. So we do want to give that brother, you know, his full accolades for celebrating his 32nd Earth Strong. Okay. Are we on borrowed time? That should be the question of the year. Are we on borrowed time? And what is time? You know, we are going to get into some of those topics tonight with our guest tonight, speaking about time as re- Hold on one second, family. Yes, time as it relates to pretty much um, cosmological cycles, you know what I'm saying? What we see takes place on this planet is a happenstance, or are there prescribed times that dictate the actual events that take place on this particular planet, the rise and the fall of nations, the introduction of certain things into our consciousness, the ecological factors that we face you know, the prevalence of a certain people on the planet at a particular time, you know what I'm saying? Is all of this stuff already encoded? Is it predestined? And if so, who can we attribute that to? You know? Is there an intelligence that governs these particular things? <clears throat> How do we identify that particular intelligence? What do we call that particular intelligence? Where is it located? How can we prove it? All of these things, you know, I don't know if we'll be able to discuss all of them tonight, but we will tackle some of these questions, okay? 
and approach it from a scientific cosmological standpoint, not from anything based on opinions or feelings, but rather we're going to have an intelligent discourse based on what can be proven by the cycle of time. Okay. As the brothers have coined Cosmophysics, shout out to Cosmophysicians, shout out to Brother Raku, shout out to Everee, shout out to Brother Mark who, shout out to Christian, um, Christian Littles, um, and all of the others, shout out to Coach Kair, uh, shout out to my brother, uh, brother's name, Child Conscious, yeah. I better in them. All right? I got to have the slowest. Slowest computer in the business. This is, you know, they're retrograding right now. Hard body, I guess. I get a lot of inboxes and then texts from people telling me about the issues that they're going through with their computers. And I was coasting for a minute, you know what I'm saying? So I, I was just take a lot of those things that were being said to me with a grain of salt, you know. I wasn't pitching my hat in the ring because I wasn't having those particular issues. I was coasting, but yeah, I, I could definitely um I definitely concur that uh it's retrograde is something else. Whew. Okay, family, check out uh the new website for the for the jewelry pieces, mypowerpieces.com. Okay, that's up and running. You might want to check that out. Of course, always Ocean14Corp.com, the home of your Seven Heaven Seymour, Sogo Water, and SogoBiz.com, where you can get your minerals for the family to tackle in flu season. You don't want to get them shots. You know, you got them sore throats, what have you, or other uh, viral infections, you know, bacterial infections and things of that nature. And you need some remedy, go and get you some silver. You know, you have problems sleeping, inflammation, you know, digestion problems, problems with clarity. Get you some gold, okay? So let me go to the line and open up the line and bring in my co-host from 347 caller. Peace. Peace, 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 peace. Yeah, yeah. Peace, bro. All right, peace to the family, peace to everybody. Yeah, that retrograde, that's something else, ain't it? Something else, bro. Yeah, man. You know? Well, we, you know. I might, I mean, I'm hitting the bump on my, on my surface, so, on my surfing board, but uh, still surfing. Still, yeah, still Kawabanga right yeah. here. We here, man. Kawabanga, dude. Direct, you know what I mean? On a Wednesday, on that Tahuti Day, communicating. Communicating. Like we Mercury. But um peace to the family. Yeah, but so Friday's our Mercury night. day though. I just wanna point that one out. Yeah. No doubt. You know what I mean? But what's good though? What's good? What's popping? Everything. Life yeah. is good. Yes it is. Yes it is. I'm yeah, out here right now, like, Talk about crazy. it. Yeah, it's juggling a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, the Zulu 
Nation. They preparing for their uh, 40th anniversary. Ooh, 39th. Yeah, don't please don't do that. Well, it's something. It's 40 something. It's 40. I mean, I, I had that talk with Doctor uh, Shaka Zulu too. He was like, they thir- it's 39th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One is the 39th and one is the 40th. Yeah. I believe Zulu is 40. Yeah, Zulu's 40 and hip hop is 39. Chat room is open now, family. There you go. Yes, please continue. Well, yeah, you know, I'm I'm dealing with that, getting all of my stuff ready for that. I'm gonna be vending uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, tomorrow's my son's birthday. Yo, yeah, son, yeah, yeah. Oh, body, so, they got yeah, ice cube in the building. I know you know. I know. I ain't yeah, telling you now. You're chilling out. Ice cube. Yeah, ice cube. Public enemy. Public enemy. It's gonna be crazy. So I gotta have that merch on deck. You know what I mean? We got some pieces for the for the uh, Kings County's catalog. You know what I mean? Coming back with a bang. So we just working, man. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm at Kev's right now. Matter of fact, putting some books together. We got the. I said I'm at Kev's right now, putting some uh, some literature together. It's just it's just crazy. You sell books too? So show yourself T-shirts. Nah, okay. nah. I'm not looking into my grind. We just, we just gotta eat. You know what I mean? We, we expanding the empire. You know what I'm saying? So, Notre University, we got uh, about 500 books on that. Different titles. You know what I mean? The master list. Like, I just need three years to just take off and read. Real talk. So I can shop in my sword. You know what I mean? I really worried about three I mean, I, I need three years you know, to pick it to uh, one of those islands and whatnot. Maybe somewhere in the Philippines. This, this, or, this past weekend, I, I've been in contact with a lot of, you know, our technologically inclined people. You know what I'm saying? I've had the privilege of consulting with some of our brightest minds. You know, there's it, so many things on deck, family, that I can't even begin to chat about. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Flood. But, Flood. yeah, com. you know, that's all I'm going to say. Like, run with a winning team because... That thing ain't about to take off. The thing is already, you know, it's already cascading. It's yeah, a beautiful yeah. place. But, um, yeah, KTLEmpowerment.com, jointhepills.com. Please, let's, let's, let's make our next move, our best move. Like, let's really get on board, family. It's officially, you know, it's nothing to talk about anymore. You know what I'm saying? We, we, uh, January is closely approaching. That would be our four-year mark. Like I said, we are tra- we you know the mode is about to switch after that. You know what I mean? Just like you go to any university or four year program or four year college, everybody has been in the classroom receiving this information. We have all been the most humblest and best of students. But January 2014, it is time to graduate. We are taking this thing into a whole nother realm because after you graduate from the university, what do you do? You demonstrate. Like I always say, shame on the teachers to come along and try to bash the teachers for what they're doing when they're teaching. It's about the student. What are the students doing? It's not about teachers because you don't go to college and try to count the teachers. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't try to hold the teachers. The teachers are teaching. They're doing what they do. That's right. what they're supposed to do. Don't right, play their posts and, and, you know, and, you know don't, take care of students whenever they shall appear. Teachers can't style on the students. You can't hummer stunt on the students because that's not how we teach. 
you gotta you let the teachers teach Bobby and Phil and Delbert and the master teachers, the ones who stood around for thirty and forty years, stood the test of time. They 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 were very humble with their information, and I'm still looking to this day. I'm searching through hell and high waters for their master students. I, I've I've met many of them, but thirty years of work should produce millions of students who come back with millions of results. So we are calling out to those people and other people, everybody who's been receiving these gems over the past four years, we're taking this thing to the next level because it's, it's action time. You know what I mean? So join the pills.com, com is going to start right there. KTL University is, is about to act up, and it's, it's just a lot of things going on. Like, I, you know, this is not the show to talk about all of that stuff. Shout-out to my brother Jabari Bay. Shout-out to my brother Shamel Bay. We are going to have our – those those brothers have joined. We've joined forces. It's a four-man – you know what I mean? The four-man team. You know what I'm saying? The season just began, you know. I guess we're the new mix or whatnot. But they're going to come on the show next week. We're going to beat the drums about getting our money right, getting our minds right. You know what I mean? So if anybody could understand what I'm saying, please be there next week. Yeah, and, and, and we, we've laid a foundation to a KCL Empowerment is about to put out a very lengthy note last weekend on the networks called The Tale of Two Cities, you know, Skid Row Chronicles. And that pretty much details at the heart of what KCL Empowerment is about. Yeah, it, we could get the bread. It's, it's, it's you know, yeah, that's true. It's a million and one ways to get the bread at this particular point. You know what I'm saying? You want to be rich, like okay, but that's downstairs at this point. Like, what else is there? I'm around nothing mm-hmm. but people who have acquired riches for themselves, and they're still empty. They're students. They're humbly, yeah. you know, coming to the feet of the masses to learn. So at the end of the day, it's all about this knowledge. You know what I'm saying? And it's about transmutation, taking those particular finances and, and transmuting them. Like, you know, the 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 thing is no longer just about, and, and you got to thank people like Jay-Z who changed the mindset because people want to walk in his particular steps, you know what I'm saying, and stand in his shadow. So if he's talking about philanthropy and, and, and giving is where it's at, you know what I'm saying, people with, 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 with riches, with ones in their clothes at this particular times, you know, that's what they're looking to do. But people just want to elevate their mindset, periods, in terms of information. Now is that time. A lot more people are just coming to it. You'd be surprised. So, you know, we're in the right place at the right time. We're showing you how you can take a little bit and give a lot. You know what I'm saying? And once you open up that channel, and that reciprocation of giving, then you will be receiving, but it has to be a balance. It's just not about take, 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 and hoarding and hoarding and hoarding or only just doing it for self. It's within your means. You know, as the brother will be able to exhibit on this program and as Cosmo Physician has exhibited on other programs and other um, Cosmo Physicians and Astrologists have on their programs, everyone does not march to the same drummer's beat. You know what I'm saying? So we, we, we can't just automatically expect everyone to do the same thing just because it's in our shop to do it or the people that we connect yeah. to and relate with or the people that are within our soul group. You feel me? Shout out to Seth yeah. L. 
You know, nothing but enlightened minds, man. We got a program coming up on Friday with another new KTL University member, Brian, the intelligent brother, bringing forth his discourse, introducing the body graph, the crystals in your body that are coming online right now and what you have been encoded with when you came to this planet and, and how you can deduce that particular level of information. And that show is going to be called Death Defying. You know what I'm saying? What does immortality mean? Do you ever die? And if you don't, you know, how can we really utilize that information to make it do what it do? So I'm not even going to begin to try to paraphrase what that brother's coming with. It's a powerful discourse. It's that grown-up convo. You know what I'm saying? The kiddie games are over. So... If you can't show and prove what you're talking about, please, man, just master it until you can, and then bring it forth. Well, it's going to get ninjutsu. Excuse me? Yes, family. So, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Y'all want to check that article out. Shout out to my brother, Seaweed. You know what I'm saying? This brother came from Las Vegas this weekend, brought his family up to Los Angeles to participate in a KTL empowerment feeding program. We went down to Skid Row on Saturday, and we fed 100-plus people. More than that, you know what I'm saying? Just throngs and throngs of people all up and down the block. I seen shit this weekend that I have never in my life saw. You feel me? Like, it, it, it was a real, real situation that we encountered this weekend. Uh, uh, it just speaks to the need and necessity. Yeah. Like, that we, we, we pulled up on the block to park up, you know what I'm saying? And, like, right when we pulled up, you know, this, this brother had his, um, you know, his, his cardboard set up. You know, his his crib, his cardboard crib set up, mm-hmm. he can topped off, like, right at 10.30 in the morning. Wait, what? Yeah, top off. <laughs> yeah, you're getting dull. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like, and... Oh, man, broad desert. Broad day, yeah. Broad day. What I'm saying is that... That's that Fernando Valley. That's that San Fernando. Fernando. Yeah, so, you know, he's getting topped off. And I'm like, all right, like, where are they going with this? You know what I'm saying? No fruit for At the same time, I'm not trying to interrupt because you in somebody's crib. So you got to be respectful at the same time. You know? And, And... after he gets topped off, you know, he pulled out the crack pipe and, you know, they had a, they had a crack party right right there. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I saw more crack pipes, like, and this is not to be judgmental on the family because we're there helping the family. So I'm not being judgmental of the family. I just want to share with the, with, with the listeners, you know what I'm saying? who may not have the ability to participate in a situation such as this, 
or, you know, have never been exposed to something on this particular level, you know, just what the conditions are, like how real it is and, and what we're going into the midst of to do the work. Yeah. Like Jesus. So I saw they was brandishing crack pipes this weekend, like how people in Midtown might be brandishing electronic cigarettes. Right? Yeah. Or family, if you're in L.A., you know what I'm talking about. Everybody is smoking electronic pipes, you know what I'm saying, um, or, or vaporizers. So they was hitting them joints like that, like hard body, like everywhere I was going on Saturday. I guess the checks came in or what have you, and they was just going in. But they were very respectful. At the same time, now that might sound like an oxymoron. You know what I mean? Because you could be like, damn, how could they be respectful, you know, taking into account what they were doing to themselves and what have you. But, you know, you spend enough time down there and you learn, you learn to release yourself from, from self-judgment. Either you're going to do the work and be non-judgmental about it, or you're going to be there doing the work, being judgmental about it, you might as well throw on a priest collar and become a missionary because we were encountering the missionaries that were down there, right? And the missionaries are down there handing out leaflets, telling people to come to church. I'm like, yo, feed the fucking people. They're hungry. They don't need your piece of paper. They don't need to hear another word. They was preaching the word to me. They know the word better than anybody else. They don't need the word. They know the word. You feel me? But when is the word going to become flesh? You know what I'm saying? When are the people going to take off the mask? Because a few days before it was Halloween and everybody was dressing up like ghouls and goblins. When are you going to take the mask off, you know what I'm saying, and, and actually put the sandals on and walk in the way of Christ and do some work and go down there and feed the multitudes in which your healing touch, you know what I'm saying, heal the people that need to be healed. Talk to them with love and compassion. Open up your heart. And that's what they was responding to, you know what I'm saying? Real quick, let me bring in the brother. This brother, you know what I'm saying, was on a journey with me. He walked into a, a mentor with me to feed the family. I just wanted him to share his story, okay? So call it from the 702, call it from the 702-306. Brother, peace. Peace, 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 family. Peace, peace. peace. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, we can. can. Hello? Loud and clear. I'm, I'm great. You good, man. bro? I'm, I'm great, man. I'm, I'm Introduce yourself to the world, man. man. Oh, my, my name is Seaweed. Uh, you know, um, I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, yes, sir. You know, I've, I've been listening to the show probably three years now. I got in contact with uh, Brother Blue Pill maybe two weeks ago, and you know, he explained to me what he was doing uh, out on Skid Row. And immediately, you know, I set up a date to travel out to L.A. from Las Vegas and uh, send a donation form, you know, for the cause and shit. I, excuse my language, but I. I, whew, I really didn't know 
what I was actually walking into. You know, I'm thinking I'm just going to be out there, okay, we're going to probably be set up in a, a well-ventilated area, <laughs> as, 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 you know, stationary where we ain't moving and people coming and we serving food, like through a window maybe. A, man, I, I, a rude awakening. And I mean I, I mean that in, in the best way. It's nothing negative. You know, it was a, a very positive, uh, informative, and blessed journey that uh, the brother took me on. And, I mean, uh, soon, like you said, as soon as we're going to be a little redundant uh, to what Blue Pill has already said, but as soon as we pulled up, you know, uh, brother getting domed off, and I, I get out and I'm just, I froze. And, you know, Blue, like, yeah, yeah, it goes down like that. <laughs> we sitting on the back alley, you know, and I'm like, damn, so we're going to get out and walk? Like, yeah, we're going to walk. You know, we, we put the, the the produce on the little cart, man, and, and we strolled up, I mean, about three, four, five blocks. You know, forgive me if I, I don't correctly remember how long. I think we went out there about 9, 9 a.m., sometime around there. To We didn't leave till like, 1. And, I mean, yeah. um, just up and down, you know, up and down the streets, man. And you just, I, the, the experience, man, I just, I never. Up and down, back and forth, we, you know, thankfully, you know, thanks to the brothers' generous donation, we were able to have enough produce to, to you know, we were able to give people three, four pieces of fruit this time. Right. You know what I'm saying? Some people wanted whole bundles, you know, because they had other people in, in, in the crooks and the nooks and the crannies that they could go and feed that we couldn't reach, you know? Right, right. I mean, even right now, I still can't even fathom, you know, most of that experience. I'm still going through the archives in my brain trying to, piece it all together and make sense of it, you know, like like, like Brother Blue said, I mean, the missionaries are out there and, and they preaching, you know, a scrabble board of words, and we out, you know, giving, giving the people what they need, giving them food, and and they looking at us like... And they looking at us how crazy. You know, how dare you be out here and, and, and feed these people? I mean, how, how dare you? And, and I'm like, wow, okay. You know, like I said, it, it was an eye-opener. You know, you get a lot of a lot of the people. Most of the people out there were very respectful. They were thankful, but I, I don't even think they realized how much you know it meant to us. You know, and me personally, how much it meant to me and what it did for me. You know, just to be able right. to give and, and to see them light up in the face and you know, like Blue said, I mean, they they reading off every scripture in the Bible. I think they said every they probably went through the the Old Testament, the New Testament, and the Quran. <laughs> you know, they read off every word. scripture. So they, they got the word, man. But, I mean, we, we need to give them, you know, something that, that's, that's going to keep them alive, something that's going to fill their bellies up where they can take this knowledge in and actually be able to use it. But the, the ministry is just to be out, be out there preaching that word, and, and they're not really giving these people anything. I mean, hopping their cars, right. you know, taking pictures. Like, it was, it was all for, for them to go now, home and feel right. good about themselves. Now you do have a, a background in the church, as many of us do. That's right. And in your experience, you know, with the church, is there any time, especially when they're going through the parables of, of Jesus Christ, and you know they speak about his mission amongst the poor and amongst those in need, you know, is there any time where they use that to segue to be like, you know, maybe we should do that? Never. Not not in my opinion. Wow. 
not in mine. And I mean, I've been to uh, a few churches, and I, I mean, I grew up in the church, uh, you know, Christian Baptist church, and no, never, never. I mean, we feed the people within the church, then and whatever else that's going to kill us. But no, we never, ever take it to the streets to feed anybody outside of, you know, the congregation that they're uh, basically getting their their uh, money in from uh, whatever you want to call it, their tithing, you know, so they can use some of the tithing, turn around and, and buy you a few chickens and the pastor, you know, pass the back, fat back, uh, pocket the rest. So, no, never, never. <laughs> Yeah, indeed, man. But, you know, nonetheless, you know what I'm saying, we will continue to stand and deliver family and, you know, be there for the people. And there's a scare world in Los Angeles, but I'm sure that there's a scare world in whatever, you know, big city metropolis that you're in as well, to those that are listening, as well as some of these small towns that are being ravaged by the economic fallout of this particular, you know, of this country that we live in. So we ask you to take up on a calling. And in the note that I published is instructions about how you can get involved in your own town and do your own thing. All right? So you can go on the uh, Notalist TV page on Facebook and find that, that note. When the KTL Media site goes up, it will be on there ktlempowerment.com you should be able to find it on that site as well and if anybody can't find it through all of those outlets you can email me and I'll email it back to you you know what I'm saying and but, one, uh, one, one, you know, one more thing one more thing before I go I don't mean to cut you off but just one more experience good, that I, I wanted to share I wanted to share with the people because it's something that like I said right now I'm still trying to put it together that when when we were out there and on Skill Row, we're actually feeding the people going up and down, I mean, from each person. And, I mean, we're, we're screaming to the top of our lungs, free, free bananas, free produce, free apples, free mangoes. And, I mean, Blue said, I said, we're going all the way up and down the street, right? We're, you would right. encounter mothers. You would encounter mothers that would look you dead in the face and say, Mother, do you, do you, do you want this? It's free, mother. No. I mean, you'd have to get right up on them and, and damn near put it in their hand and say, just take it. And that right there struck right. me. You know, it really set me back where I'm just like, wow. You know, our people are so proud, you know, so, so proud, proud even out on the street where they don't have anything. Right. They're so proud to take from their brother. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, because they can't. There's something about us. And free, that couldn't be processed. We had to repeat it to some people five or six times, and they were still skeptical. They'd be like, you, you sure? I'm like, yeah, it's free, brother. And the first five brothers that we approached, the first five people that we encountered were five brothers, and the first five of them shot us down. They were like, nah, we good. You know what I'm saying? And I've never experienced that on that, on that side. I've never experienced that. But for the first time, I don't know if it was a weekend thing, but they was like, nah, we good. I was like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? But when 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 they saw other people were open and accepting, you know what I mean? Some of them came back later on 
followed us and got produce. But the sisters, like he said, and I have many, I got, I got a lot of stories, you know what I'm saying, dealing with the sisters. And if, again, this is not to knock or bash our beautiful mothers. I'm just saying that the pride that's imbued within them prevents them from many blessings because they're so hurt. But they're holding on to their pride so tight. They fist is so tight, they won't let nothing in. You feel me? And you find that on Skid Row, and you find that on Main Street. So, take it for what it's worth. But we'll we'll expound more upon that, you know what I'm saying, at a later date. Close that. Close that. Yeah. Yeah, so Brother Seaweed. Yes, sir. Again, I appreciate you, man. I salute you. Thank you, thank you, beautiful family, for participating and getting involved. Thank you. Thank you, man. That was a wonderful experience, something that I'll take with me for the rest of my life. You know, and if I can, uh, which I'm, I'm, I'm sure we can set it up. I'm, I'm going to set something up in Las Vegas, and I'm going to do the same thing out here. Absolutely. You know, I'll be there front line on deck, bro. Yes, sir. All right, I'm going to leave my line now. Yes, sir. Give thanks, brother. Peace. Yes, indeed. Brother Red, is that your line? Red. Brother Red Pill. Yeah, I'm going to have to mute your phone, Red. Okay, I'll come back and open up the brother's line. Very shortly. Let us get into the program, family. All right. Okay. Okay, let me read the show's description. Join us tonight for a special broadcast. Cosmo Physician Ever Reese will break down the cosmological composition of the races. Are we locked into a predesigned Star Wars? Who is who and what is what? If this was a design fiction time, who was the architect? Tune in tonight. For this answer and more, all right, families, with no further ado, I want to go to line from the caller from 202-210, caller from the 202. Peace. Peace, peace. Peace, brother. 361, how are you? All is well in yourself, bro. I am well, I am well. I'm just still... um. Uh, a beaming from that conversation we had earlier with the Zepepi. Oh, yes. Zepepi, man. Zepepi, at some point, I definitely want to get into that. But welcome <laughs> to Know the Ledge Radio. You know what I'm saying? Thank I believe you. that this may be a first for you. We were uh, invited onto the program that you were a host on, which is Cosmo Physician Radio, a few years back. So, 
we've had that particular experience and interaction, and I'm sure that you've called into the program as well, but this, correct me if I'm wrong, is your first time here as a guest, correct? Absolutely. Yes. Well, salute, honors. You even got your own day. You go down in history, you know what I'm saying, you're the man out of time. So you're here on a Wednesday night with No The Ledge Radio, you know what I'm saying? Salute, bro. Peace and honor to that. In 361, I just want to say, you know, uh, B.I.G., big ups to my whole uh, Cosmophysics family. That's brilliantly inspiring genius. And, you know, I'm ready to rock. That's the ROC, a revolution of consciousness, raising our consciousness. You know, uh, I'm, ready to, I'm ready to get on with, you know, that, that whole conversation that we had before just reinvented right here for the people to hear so we can uh, uh, raise our consciousness and uh, see from the different lenses, you know, how we can perceive the cosmos and bring them from up there down here. Well, let's do it. Okay. Well, uh, about a couple of years ago, I wrote an essay about uh, astrology and racism, and it's called uh, uh, Racism Unmasked via Cosmophysics. It's a very controversial blog to the point where it got uh, pulled off the Internet. I used the, the picture of Time Magazine's clown face of Obama as a statement on the actual blog. And um, what sparked me to even go into racism and astrology was the pure blatant racism I experienced in the different online chat venues, which are mostly run or generated by Europeans, unfortunately. And uh, it was during a period where I had left Cosmophysics. I wanted to go out there and see what else was out there. I was very disappointed with my own community and uh, our, our own hubris, you know. Uh, and I wanted to see what was up. I wanted to see why, you know, we couldn't all come on a metaphysical uh, equal, equilibrium and coexist and learn and, and bask and, and, you know, just grow from each other's knowledge. And as I went out there and started to reach out and touch these prof- professional astrologers and professional metaphysics, uh, the blatant disrespect, uh, the blatant uh, 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 just racism and prejudice was was crazy, and what blew my mind was how uh, the similarities between that brother Obama and how when he came into office, a lot of the hate crimes spiked up statistically, and you know, and then a lot of blatant racism was going on. Me living in D.C., I got to experience it because I experienced a Tea Party coming in marching on D.C. and being one of the only black people on the subway at the time going to work. And, you know, faces of a monkey Obama, Hitler Obama, or little four-year-old kid's uh, shirts, you know, you know, white kid's shirts. Right, and I'm right. like, wow. And I'm looking around the subway and look at these old white folks like, damn, I know y'all know fucking better, you know. I know y'all know better, dude. This is crazy. Yeah, kid, you're raising but did it ever kids. dawn? Did it ever did it ever dawn on you that they were that four-year-old at one point? Because as we look at, the tapes of, you know, civil rights protests and, you know what I'm saying, the the, the, the dudes are running up, you know, on the protesters spitting in their face and they got their sons with them. Or you see the hanging pictures and you see them children in the crowd and you see the teenagers or, you know, the dudes that look like they might be 20-something. You know, they might be judges right now and those children might be executives at companies or what have you. So they already had a taste. You know, the blood has already been in their mouth. They got a taste at some point. So yes, do you think did, that, you know, what they're doing now is somewhat of a natural progression? 
Yeah. It reminded me it reminded me of when I, you know, back in my old life I used to fight dogs. And how we used to take uh puppies and you used to take the blood and gunpowder and, you know, mix it up in their food, make them vicious, <laughs> you know? Right. And that's what it really yeah, yeah. reminded me of, you know? That's what it reminded me of. And, you know, our conversations with my own mentor, Raku, going back and forth about sovereignty and how cosmophysics, a.k.a. astrology, you know, equates into the law and how you can use it in court and, you know, with your sovereignty and back and forth sparked my, my, my mind like, man, there got to be a way to see in people's natal chart their predisposition towards people of other cultures, uh, tra- uh, uh, other traditions, of other uh, uh, religions, you know, just foreigners in general, and there is, actually. You know, in astrology, Sagittarius, the planet Jupiter, and the ninth house are indicative of your racial relationships, okay? Um, if you're listening, you can just go online and look up those uh those three items I just three subjects I just pulled up and you'll see what I'm talking about in, in that preview. Now, Sagittarius rules a lot of things. It's a it's a fortunate sign, abundance, mental expansion, long distance travel, mass communication. We can go on on religion, we can go on on about how beautiful this sign is, but there is a negative connotation in in astrological science the planet Jupiter, was, which rules, naturally rules Sagittarius, and the ninth place, the ninth house, uh, in its relationships with other items or aspects in the chart, if it's in a challenging or bad or negative relationship, they may call it, it still eases the energy because Sag is a great benefactor. Jupiter is a great benefactor. It's looked at as a God consciousness, you know, <laughs> so you know, and and so it's a great benefactor. It's the it's, it's the planet side of the house of being lucky, you know, and that energy that comes along with that. You know, the Chinese astrology is based off of Jupiterian cycles, you know. So uh, you know, I'll be with you on that one day. But so I started to look, say, well, maybe look at my own chart, and I have Jupiter and Sagittarius, so it's dignified. It's in its own sign, that home, sitting on its throne, all-powerful in that particular sign. It, it, its energy is expressed so easily, it has not to breathe or think. It just is. And so, you know, our Jupiter being on its throne in my chart also conjuncts another sign, another uh, planet, Neptune, which is a planet of, you know, uh, 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 great subdivision, you know, undoings and all that. And it uh, opposes right. in my chart Saturn. That bad relationship in my chart spells out my relationship with people with different cultures. And I thought to test this because I have a few white uh, uh, close acquaintances. Uh, I don't call them friends. I call them close acquaintances. Pardon me if y'all are listening, but it's just the truth. Um, so, you know, I begin to test it on it. I'm, I'm, I'm what they call the mad scientist of cosmophysics. I test things. I experiment with things. Um, I'm, I, you know, in order to show and prove, I have to show it and prove it to myself, and then be able to duplicate that process to you so you can understand that what I'm doing is indeed within the realms of cosmic law, you know? And so I experiment on people, places, and things, and that's just what I do. You know, I don't have a, I don't have a connection or any type of tie to a feeling towards it. It's just something I must do. And I begin to experiment on them. And, oh, man, the things that I begin to experiment on, I begin to look into that chart and go into their family chart and interview their fathers and mothers. And the candidness, first of all, 
I, I, I liked. They were real with me. But the things that I got out of them really struck me as something very to be. Uh, it really struck me terrible. It shook me about because this is people. These are Caucasians on, in our time right now. How they think and how they how they mo- how they move. And I saw that where they add Jupiter to Melolithics in the chart. So please look up Melolithics if you're listening. I, I can't. I don't. I don't have the time to go and explain what that means. But planets start are normally associated with low vibrations easily are malolithics. I want to explain that, okay? So so uh so the malolithic planets, when they're at square, opposition, quake conks, semi square, you know, these these challenging relationships in one's natal chart, we find that it has challenges, you know, and hurdles to jump when it comes to foreigners, foreign cultures, foreign religions and philosophy and foreign relationships, okay? And as I begin to look at this, okay, I've proved it for myself. I've done a chart of, uh, of 35 people, and I got this formula down. And now I need to go back in history and, 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 uh, and superimpose this on history. So I went and I pulled up the chart of the Ku Klux Klan. The day that the chart was chartered, and, and the, the, the date that I got, the birthday of this place I got was the charter date. Okay, that's what I use, the child date, the birthday of this organization. And lo and behold, I know that they had Neptune and, uh, and Aries, and they were Aries ascendant and all this kind of stuff. I realized that Aries is the face, and Neptune is uh, a planet of what is hidden or cover. And so that's the hoods over their face, first of all. And I still have to do that chart. And as I start to work that chart and look at their history, I begin to understand that this organization was built off the, fa- off the fact of fear. Not even the fear of men, but the women, the white women feared the prosperity of the black woman. And so she edged her man to put them in their, put the, put the black man and his family in their place. And this was the economic reasons what the Ku Klux Klan was formed. Beyond, beyond the size of the hatred, it was economic, you know, uh, reasons that they were formed, for economic warfare. So I forget to look at the chart and, 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 and uh, delineate the chart and match up the history of the chart. I began to pull up Hitler's chart. Uh, Hitler is perceived to be a Libra rising, okay, in his chart. And I saw that he had Jupiter conjunct the moon in Capricorn. And it had bad aspects as well. And we know that Hitler had a bad relationship with his mother. He felt some kind of way about her. And so he had, uh, uh, he abused women. And also, he liked to abuse the women of foreigners. And there's plenty of stories about his tortures of Jews and, you know, all kinds of other ethnicities and places like and people of that nature. And you see it all in his chart. So this is already proven, but no one's looking at the, the aspects of, 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 of Jupiter in the chart because it's known as a great benefactor. Now, also, I, uh, I was talking to my mentor of a day, and he was, uh, let, we were talking about something you spoke on earlier, you spoke on the uh, Saros, and he was giving me the lesson on the Narrows, and how every 600 years a great teacher comes according to these ecliptic, these eclipses and these Narrows of these eclipses, and he was explaining oh, that to man, me. Oh, man, he like, wow. with me. <laughs> oh, you know, they just did a show recently, this Sunday past. Y'all can go and listen to that show because uh, after the first 40 minutes on, man, he goes in on exactly uh, what I'm talking about, but he takes it to uh, the, uh, the, the the math of the ages is what we call it, you know, and that's the how human consciousness okay. evolves through the ages. And so, you know, he did that. And that, what I particularly wrote about was just – how you can look at your own chart and see what's in your ninth house, 
what plants are in Sagittarius, what plants are in the houses or the sides that are squaring Sagittarius or the ninth house or, or, or opposing it or quincunxing it, and this will start to build you what we call a blueprint to your attitude, your racial attitude, okay? So it can be blueprinted. I can pull it out of your chart, write it all down, give you all the keywords to it, and build the whole blueprint, and then sit there and use this blueprint and watch you interact with people outside of your ethnicity, outside of your religion, outside of your community. Because astrologically, anyone more than 200 miles away from you is a part of anyway. So, you know, uh, uh, now that blog itself was very controversial because I went to the Ku Klux Klan. You know, uh, I talked about, you know, a lot of the racism was going on. And, you know, I got a lot of flack from it from the European community. It just completely shut me down, okay? Now, after that, our European community started to debate with me, a really big-time astrologer. You know, he said, man, I, I dig where you're coming from, but, you know, uh, 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 you can't, you got to show and prove this for me to believe. And I said, I'm, I'm going to show and prove it to you, brother, because, because I, I am. And he, I, I didn't know how I was going to do it at the time, but I, I was. And he said, well, if you could show me how astrology equates to race, then we could begin to see where you're talking about racism. And I said, well, that's what I'm going to show you. And uh, I went to sleep and I meditated on it. And I had a dream. And in my dream, I was witnessing the Hopi prophecy. Uh, I know many people are, listening, are familiar with the Hopi prophecy, but a particular part was I was witness to was when uh, they were explaining God had given the four elements to the four races or major races or whatever. And uh, to the Caucasian or the white person, he gave the element of fire. Okay? And mm. to uh, the, the Indian or Aboriginal, the earth. And to the Asian, the air. And to the black, the most powerful, and I repeat, because it's in the Hopi probably the most powerful of all the elements, water. All right? And that, that, that resonated water. with me, man. I was like, yeah, I was just, whoa, I was, I was feeling some kind of way, right? And I was really high on that information that came from me from the East. And I was like, I need to be able to uh, 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 quantify this. So I said, I started looking at what the prophecy was saying, and the directions were wrong to me. So I said, well, when you look at this from a cosmophysical point of view, each of the directions of the cardinal signs. I said, well, what if white people are Aries, you know? And I began to do in cosmophysics what's called the cosmopop, a technique that I took and developed and, 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 and uh, uh, brought it into something we call opening the lotus. Um, just a brief sidebar. Opening the lotus is a conceptual astrology technique. Conceptual astrology is a form of astrology that I have come up with, Okay. When you're using conceptual astrology, you're able to connect to the universal consciousness. It's not personal. It's universal. Okay? So that means it, it is astrology of ideas, commonalities, and generalities. Okay? So when we took and I put Aries right. to the ascendant, Aries becomes the main idea, the focal point of the story. And if white people are Aries or in fire nature, I said, well, what's in the second house of Aries, which is Taurus? I said, are they... Uh, about money and greed. Well, if you look throughout their history, they are predominantly meat eaters. Okay, predominantly meat eaters. You know, eating the cow, the cattle, the hoof, or the hoof, uh, 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 animal, which is Taurus in the second place. All right, and in the third uh-huh. place is Gemini, and they believe they are the chosen people, and they are the people of the book. Gemini represents books. All forms of communication, writing, you know, speech, all that, communicating the mindset. And so they are the people of the book, 
Oh, they're the people of the two of the of, of the twin religions because the twin religions that were in Pisces were you know uh, uh, Islam and Christianity. You know these are the people who 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 speak one way and act another. You know they believe that humanity they are the leader of the pack when it comes to humanity. And so as I begin to open the lotus on Aries in regards to the Caucasian. And I looked and said, hmm, cancer in the fourth place. They come from the black people, the water people, but that squares the first place, their personality and who they manifest as. And this is why they had difficulty with blacks, you know, and, and people of color or moors, okay, the people who own the water, the moors who are known for their great navy and so forth and so forth. And I can go all around this chart about white people, okay. You know, and they had Virgo. I mean, they have um, – Pardon me, Leo in the fifth place, and they believe they are the sons of God. You know, uh, they are the ones who are, are traveling all over the earth, all over the way. They bring the fire everywhere they go. They uh, uh, burn, you know, and burning fire on a lower level is uh, 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 destruction, but on a higher level is purification. You know, uh, it's, you know, and, and, and their sixth place is Virgo sixth place of Aries with the fire, the Caucasian person, and that's the slave, you know, and that's how, you know, this talks about the slavery that they implant in the world. And so I also, in that essay, I also, when thinking about that, begin to write this down. I said, well, if this works for the white people, let me see how all the other sides work for each other. And I did Libra under the Asians. I did Cancer under uh, the Moors. And, you know, who are the most loving compassionate, sensitive people, rhythmatic people in the world. <laughs> I got to tell you, you already know it is us. Right. And so I said in the second place of cancer is Leo. And who is known to wear gold around their neck in all of their historical generations, whether it be today with the modern hip-hop MC or back in the land of Kush where the pharaohs wore gold to, 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 to magnify and transmit their, their, their mental rule over the populace. So either way, you know, you know, uh, the second place, <laughs> the second place in the hospital represents the neck, the throat, or, or one's providence, what they what they eat. And our providence is Leo. We are the natural born kings of this world. You know, the sun people. So I went further and said, well, how do black people communicate? You know, because if Leo's in the uh, 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 second place. And they have to communicate like Virgos. And this is why people say the Moors, blacks have a slave Virgo mentality, third house. Because this is why we have a mentality to serve others. It is nothing that is bad that we want to serve others because in serving others, we heal. Virgos also the sign of health. So we are the administrators right. of health on this world. You dig? So, you know, and, and, and then we look in the full place of the home, you know, of of, of of our people, our, 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 where we come from, you know, our roots, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, where we come from, our roots. We find uh, uh, Libra comes out of Maat, you know, and 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 our roots are based in the laws of Maat, <laughs> you dig, and uh, uh, and consequently, Libra. But yeah, also, uh, let me add on, Libra is Venus. And Venus mineral is copper, okay? Mm. So if we were a particular element on an elemental chart, we would be copper because copper is a superconductor, and our quote-unquote melanin 
is what allows us to replicate that particular process in nature. So we are right. the copper people, hence the definition of an American, okay, was originally a copper-toned person in this particular landmass. So, you know, you might want to try to tie that into your definition as well. That's I would definitely look at that. Now. Well, I would definitely look at that. <laughs> then we look at the fifth and, and, place yeah. of, the, of the moor, and we find that they have, uh, 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 <clears throat> pardon me, the fifth place of the moor, they have Scorpio. And we are the, we are the ones, really, especially our women, <laughs> because because even though we're the water people, cancer also represents women, and we would die for our children. You know, and 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 the the slogan came out of our our people. You know, I brought you into this world, I take you out. We're the Scorpio in the fifth house. Okay, so and, and mm-hmm. we can build all we can build all around that, even to the twelfth house, the undoing of our people. Okay, which is Gemini. We have a there's a lack of respect for our intelligence. And we want the world to know that we were the first and we're the chosen people and blah, blah, blah. And that's such a powerful uh, a, a magnetic force that it takes us out of our enlightenment, in my opinion, you know, that we need for the world to know we first. And once you know that you were the first of everything and everything came out of you, now what? Okay? That's my question. I'm on that. You know, I'm on 361 next. Right. Uh, you know, which I was talking about, feeding the poor and all that kind of stuff. But, and consequently, uh, 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 I used to go to a church, a Christian church, by the way, a soul factory in uh, Washington, D.C., okay? And there's a pastor there by the name of Ron Carr, a revolutionary Christian pastor, to, if you would think one. And he would do something we would call hood drop-ins, where we would all come in, and instead of tithing every Sunday, we'd take that money, and we'd go to Walmart or a gas station or, or someplace and buy a bunch of food and buy a bunch of gas and give it all away for free. So when he, That's so the guy in the early part of the show stated that he saw the way they looked at him, I understand that feeling of relation when a person looks at you and they truly appreciate something because we were just giving away five dollar tanks of, of gas and people were like, man, I didn't know how I was gonna make it home, make it work. Next day, it's five dollars and get me home because I left my credit card. I mean, we just so many people in that line. So you know, I just wanted to put out there that there are some churches that are doing that, and I'm not a Christian by the way. You know, are doing that. You know, it's just that we need to all connect, and what you brothers are doing is, I think, is going to help connect everybody who's who's already doing this into to a new level of it where it can go out more. Um, sorry about the topic. I just want to get uh, thrown that. But nah, nah, you I, didn't I, go. I put all that together from the Hopi prophecy, and I had to go out and test this. And as I begin to test it and see it come to fruition, man, I'm telling you, if you y'all read that blog, it's called Astrology and Race. You got to read it, and it's long, by the way. So, you know, if you just long, and I'm going to test your intellectual acumen, you know, if it's astrology on this, you know. And when I begin to see them fall in place, I say, man, it can't be this simple. It's, it's, it's more complicated than that because I see also how black people are equated to uh, uh, the sign Pisces and Scorpio as well. So then it dawned on me, whoa, in the Holy Prophet, he gave them the elements. Well, if you look at the elements in astrology, the fire signs are Aries. Leo Sagittarius. Well, Aries is the is a slave taskmaster, the whip master, okay. And Leo is a slave owner, a slave trader. And Sagittarius low vibration is the slave, or the slaver, the one who transfer him on the ships, and the slave catcher, the guy who rides Sagittarius, the horse, and lassoes the running slave, okay. And I was like, you know, and I looked and said, every one of the fire signs has one of the earth signs. Okay, in the place of slavery, the place of greed and profit, 
or the place of power, which is the second house, sixth house, and the tenth house triad. The earth triad is in their places of power and greed and slavery. And I think this is for all the fire signs. Okay? Uh, all of them. And the way I built that research, I said, first thing I have to do is figure out what is slavery in astrology. Well, that's Virgo. And if Virgo is slavery, then the other two earth signs have an affinity to it, have a triad. A 120 relationship to it. An easy expression with one another. They love each other. So Virgo, Capricorn, and Taurus are also signs on the lower vibration of slavery. Virgo is the slave and servant, okay? Taurus is the, uh, the, 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 uh, the property owner, okay? Greed. And, and, and Capricorn is the master, you know, the oppressor, all right, and the negative archetypes. All right. So when I looked at those negative archetypes and start to see how they equate to the fire signs, it was empirically uh, 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 equal and manifested through their charts. And so I started to even look at the air signs and, and how the wood signs, and I realized that uh, how the air signs played a part in slavery too, and how the wood signs played a part as well. And I put all of that in the essay and I came out with it and got more controversial, but got more uh, uh, played in the first one, uh, Unmasking Racism, Cosmophysics. And here I began to quote some of the great astrologers like uh, Madame Blavatsky. You know, in her uh, uh, secret doctrine, she, uh, she talks about the root races. And, you know, she doesn't call nobody anybody's names, but she talks about these barbaric races that were, you know, the sub-races, and they were all equated to blacks and Asians, you know, archetypes. So in my my mind, yeah, in my mind, she was justifying racism through astroterrorism. Get out of here, you know, through her out the door, you know. And so, you know, you have to be able to have the mind to read all the greats and still and still be able to pick out their own flaws. You know, the ancestors still had things they had to work on. That's why we're here to bring about what they could not. Okay, so um, uh, 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 I looked at uh, another great astrologer, Alan Leo, and he has a book called Esoteric Astrology, particularly page 29. He talks about the astral cost and how the heavens cost system comes out of the heavens. And so if you're born on earth in a certain cost because you have a certain spiritual uh, imbalance, right. you know, that's uh, all me. Just that's what you got to sure. do. Right, family, he's saying cash. Yes, cast as well. Right. You know, and it's funny you would mention that I had went to a uh, Hindu temple just yesterday out here in California, and I was explaining to my wife the system of the cast because we were um, initially we were greeted very rudely by the um, you know the caretaker. I don't know what they call them, the particular parlance that they used to describe who these individuals are. But he was the one administering prayers for people that came to this particular temple. And a darker Indian had came from India, and he had access to do some things for him, like take pictures. And he was speaking in a way in which was um, very devoid of manners. Feel me? And I'm like, yo, it's funny how... You know, the darker Indians, the ones with more hue, are a lot more racist. Well, you know, they, they and and as a result of, 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 yeah, of, of the particular caste 
you know, the effects that the caste system has had. So I came up in there, and they had these figurines in the temple, right? And these figurines were straight. And I've seen, like, they've showed a lot of pictures of, you know, Hindus with African uh, features and what have you. But these that I've seen, they look like some of my clan, right, in terms of the chinky eyes, high cheekbones, you know, the angular face, you know what I'm saying, where where the chin is almost pointed, the top of the head is pointed, you know, very symmetrical look. And I was like, yo, who are those? And he was almost like, you know, trying to usher me out at that point. You feel me? Like, yeah, getting real rude, like, oh, you got to bounce. Yeah, but that's because so I took a picture real quick. The yeah. And how, yeah, yeah, and they don't like to talk about how the main thing Mandingo, the Manding, uh, the great Manding migration that went into China and went into India and started those civilizations and those empires. So they don't like to talk right. about that. But that's just so what it I is. Asked him, yeah, I said, who are they and where they're from? He's like, those are gurus, okay? And he said they're from South India. I said, where? I would like to know where, just in case I go to India and I want to visit the specific place that they have these particular figurines and deities at. I want to know where they're at. He wouldn't give me an answer. I'm about to go do something. I can't answer you. Go about your business. I'm like, I'm in a temple. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And this is how you're going to oh. act. So I'm like, cool. I took a picture of them, you know, and I went about my business. But, um... Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's there it's, in the metaphys- the racism in the metaphysical community. Me- the metaphysical community is 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 bad, and you know we are called to a higher calling. We are called to the great witnessing that is upon us now, and we must shake off all the earthly chains that commit us to our form to rise to a higher spiritual level, and we can only do that through. The cosmic laws, which is already taught us as above, below, but the conduit between that is the mind, you know. And communication is paramount. The breath is paramount in our ability to be able to rise to a higher consciousness. Racism is a stigmata, is a great sore on the human race, period. I don't care where it comes from or what direction it comes from, you know, whether it be from white people in their superiority, Asian people in their superiority, or, or so-called Indians and their superior, you know, whatever, blacks and their superiority, it doesn't make no difference. You know, it is a great blight on, this, uh, on humanity, and it is the great this challenge of our millennium. Do you understand that when racism is overcome, we will be enlightened? And the problem that I'm seeing in our community is that no one is making the planning for the time. You said, you know, how much time do we got? Well, we got eons if you really look at it and we really get behind what we're doing to see how many people are going to plan for, or for, for thousands of years in the future. We have to plan things that manifest as is what's going on above so below so those things can echo throughout eternity. So, you know, we have to carpe diem, seize the day. And, you know, uh, 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 immortality is ours. We just seize it. And we seize it through uh, the lens of what is above us reflecting what is below through us. That's cosmophysics to me. So when I I wrote that, you know, uh, it was really uh, controversial. It was really moving to get that off my spirit because I saw 
what was going on to my fellow black astrologers and black metaphysicians when they tried to reach out beyond what we knew as our own home community and what we were facing, you know, behind us and before us. You know, this is a rocking time, you know, ROC, a revolution of consciousness. We are no longer on a 360 cycle of repetition. We are cycling out, spiral into the next level. Okay. Can you I've explain that there. right? Can you explain 361 well, to my audience? Yeah, I'll explain that real briefly. You know, you know how everybody say 360. You know, God, circle, complete, blah. You know, that's all what it means. Well, I understand it, but when you've mastered your form, you've mastered reality. When you've mastered what you came here to do, you're no longer on the 360. You've completed that cycle. So if you continue on that cycle of 360, you're just repeating yourself. Okay. And I'm not in the business of repetition. If you are, fine, so be it. But I'm on the repetition of spiraling out of the cycle that I am on into the next cycle because that's where I need to be in the next, in the future. I am futuristic, just living in my present body. <laughs> you dig? Right. And so I have to continually be what I am, which is in the future, you know? And the only way I can manifest the future is to call them a physics from my lens. You know, and I've been through all the other Schools, you know, been in the temples, you know, uh, uh, you know I've, I've traveled to the east, <laughs> did all of that, you know. But, you know, the numbers don't lie, people do, you know, what we all say. And the real thing is, you know, you have to be able to have your, 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 your spirit equally in tune with your left and your right and your up and your down. So the mathematics apply to the spirituality, too. And a lot of us don't have the mathematics because... What we're talking about is cycles, and these cycles I see, and they come through us in ethnicities, races, and religions, and they have done so. The human consciousness has evolved, and every every uh, uh, part of humanity has come to the fore, you know, whether it was Aries in the age of Aries, you know what I'm saying, Pisces in the age of Pisces, and now the Aquarians, the Aquarians passed the torch. Now, see, on a universal level, we're all Aquarians because we're in this age. You know, and that uh-huh. age started approximately around the time of Leonardo uh, uh, da Vinci's birthday. You know, around that side, give or take a few years. Uh, and you can get more detail on that by going to that Cosmophysics show Sunday where Raw gives you a God-darn-going out, uh, outline, a timeline. And he breaks down how the torches pass from each age to each age, each deacon to each deacon, and each dwarf to each dwarf, and how it affects society as a whole on this planet. And so this has to be understood, you know, how we discriminate, how we are being discriminated against even in the metaphysical community that our scientific work is being ignored, it's being uh, 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 oppressed, you know what I'm saying, it's being oh, yes. even still. So we haven't escaped anything by uplifting our level. Here's something I say. No matter what level of enlightenment you achieve, there's always something at the opposite of your level of enlightenment there to challenge you. And this is why we always had the story of the son having to face the father or the mother having to face the daughter and become, consume one another and become the other. This is why we had the story of Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader of Hero and Set, you know, because that's the truth of the matter is that we have to, within ourselves, try to find that kind of balance and equal and not eat each other up. The father and the son coexist together in the family. One doesn't need to become the other. When one becomes the other, they start their own family. <laughs> That's how it goes. You don't right. destroy one right. another, you know. And so you don't have to destroy the father in you 
to become the father. You just have to acknowledge it. And so that's what I did with this whole racism and astrology and uh, uh, and dealing with the races itself. Now, in that, I really implore people to read that, but it's really long, so I can't go all into it. So I open the lotus on it. I go and open the lotus on it and peel back each uh, petal of the lotus and reveal each gem to the racism, to races. You know, if you have something to add to it, add to it. If you want to test it, if you want to test it, I implore you to do so. I'm all about showing the proofing. You know, and right, where where can they where can they find and locate that article, brother? Um, they can look. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I have a page called Everese, E-V-E-R-R-E-E-S-E. On that page right now is uh, the link to your show, and uh, I put a link to um, those two essays on there. And I'm gonna drop them again on your page in your brother's page so people can, you know, look them up and read it, and you know, come at me and we can have honorable discourse on this and build further on it. No matter, no matter what color or race you are, I, I accept your challenge. You know, it is what it is, and I have I've come to a level of, of of quality in my ability in this that I have shown and proven this time and time again. I'm, I'm on to the next right now, really. I'm really on conceptual astrology, opening up the loads on each side and showing you the archetypes of each side and opening them up and seeing how they look under the hood. And, you know, and I'm applying it to everything. So if you've been following me on Facebook, I did, just did something about Scorpio, the metamorphosis, okay? You know, the, the Scorpio, the immortal, he was reborn. And consequently, you guys just had a birth in your family. So congratulations, Lawrence, uh, Phil, and his queen on the baby, the new, the new baby girl, and I wanted to speak yes. on that really quickly. When, let when, me open up his you know, line. Let me lo- let me locate him. Give me one second. Red pill from the three four seven. Let me give him a call real quick. Um, please get my computer. It has a lag time and it's going through retrograde. You know, has a. <laughs> Yeah, they got a, they got a cold in his chest, yeah. So just give it a second. They got a cough up. 347 You there with us? I had to put his phone on mute. You there with us, Brad? Hey. All right, please continue. Hopefully he'll chime okay. in when he's Well, what I wanted to say congratulations to the family, to your ancestor that was born. And the reason why I say your ancestors were born, for all those who are familiar with Christian theology, there's a passage in the Bible that says the first shall be last, the last shall be first. Actually, there's a couple of passages that mimic that all throughout the Bible. Um, and uh, I, I truly believe that we are living in the last part of Kali Yuga, about to uh, uh, rise up into the Satya Yuga, the next golden age. And that those are being born now are the witnesses and the ushers into that next age. And so our generation is guiding and parenting these immortals that are being reborn, the first who are being reborn to yes. usher in this new level of enlightenment. And, you know, it's, it's my firm belief that in 40 or 50 years from now, the Aquarian Messiah will be born, a female in my calculation. And, and our children, if it's not that Messiah, that our children are the disciples, are the ones who will usher in this particular being's a message that is that echoing throughout this age, which is freedom and, 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 and enlightenment, that that is what Clarius is, and truth. And with 
uh, Oranos, the ruler of the age, being Aries, self-enlightenment and knowledge of self, Nas. That's what it's all about, you know, in this cycle as well. So your niece was born in a very, very precarious, auspicious time, Don. Let me tell you, it's a very rare configuration of Saturn and Pluto in a mutual reception, all right? Yes. Saturn is, is in Scorpio, and the ruler of Scorpio, Pluto, is in uh, what Saturn rules, Capricorn. So they have this problem called a mutual reception, all right? And these two, not only a mutual reception, okay, these guys naturally in the zodiac sextile. So they already get along. They're already buddies, in the, <laughs> buddies like brothers and sisters in the zodiac, and then they have a mutual reception going on. So, you know, if you, this is like the Gemini twins and uh, the man with the iron, with the golden, with, with the iron fist, you know what I mean? Going on right there. Uh, uh, blue pill, red pill action right there. But, uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> so, you know, Coming that's down. what's going on. And they're, they're, Saturn represents the eldest, the ancient, okay, the oldest, the ancestors. Yes. All right? And, 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 and Pluto represents rebirth, resurrection, okay? It represents uh, 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 pure power, all right? It is represents Asar, Lord of the Perfect Black. You know, for me, for me personally, it sits on top of the tree of life, okay? And so it is and it's the opposite in our reality, the opposite of the sun. So it is God here on earth when you're a Plutoan, all right? And it's the phoenix. It's, you know, people call it the Scorpio. That's his lower level. Uh, Scorpio is one of the few signs that has uh, three levels of manifestation. The Scorpio is the lowest level, vindictive, revengeful, murderous, sexual, mother effer. And then we got the ego who soars high, you know, above in the mental, but still dips low to eat its food. So it still gets a little low, you know. And then we have the one that never falls, the, the phoenix. All it does is rise. And that is, that is the third, the Bimu bird, okay, the phoenix, the higher vibration of, of Scorpio. And so when you put the key words on what they mean, astrological ancestors, reborn, okay, uh, 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 the eldest, Resurrected, you dig? Okay, the old, the immortal old ones. This is the time during this special configuration where the oldest are now returning. I had the privilege and the blessing of bringing one in. I named my ancestor yes. Phoenix. Congratulations, okay. Phoenix. Uh, my, thank you. Yep, his name is Phoenix Reese. Ah, oh, and that's what have, it is right there. Yeah, and let me give I, you I let me give you just let me give you just do, brother. You know, it's only right. Thank you. Absolutely. I say in you honesty, know, I ain't you one that you brought forth. Indeed. Thank you so much. You know, uh, my man, who I was inspired by the name of Fearless to his musically scientific. You know, big up to my man, uh, OG OG God, oh, yeah. who I call him. Yeah. Oh, yes, and, indeed. Shout you know, out to Kali. He uh, is about to have an ancestor, too. So, you know, man, I'm, I'm happy yes. for all of us, man. We're living in an auspicious time, and we're getting what, exactly what we, we prayed for, what we meditated for, okay, was to, to have children that had superpowers, that had children that were, that, that were the very essence of the, the X-Men comic books, the Star Wars shows, the Voltron comic book, uh, cartoons, the Shiva cartoons that you've been watching. Now we are going to raise those heroes ourselves. That's why it's such a powerful time. It's such an auspicious time. And for those who are having children, rejoice. The ancestors have been reborn. 
Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Can I share something with the family in regards to this whole concept that you're sharing about um, the ancestors and the continuum of time, you know, the past, present, and the future, and the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Uh, I wrote something dealing with um, some information that I came into contact with that kind of blew me away. So I'll run through it real quick. Is that cool with you? Most definitely. Okay. The first quote is, there is nothing impossible with time. Okay, that's a quote that comes from Napoleon Hill. Time is the measure of quantifiable space, whereas space is the quantification of law, i.e. length and width. It is measurable in this dimension by geometry. The box in a cube is a 3D slash 4D rendering of the cross of time and space. Unlocking that box and escaping the cube of time and space is what will signify the shift to the fifth dimension, where matter increases vibration and sheds the lead the lead of physical husk, which is locked in time and space, a prisoner of gravity. Now, have you ever given thought to the phrase, time is a continuum? Where does it begin and where does it end? Are we counting forward in time or backward? Can we slip in and out of time like our electrons? Was there ever a time when man was not? What is mind and where does it exist on the elemental chart if it is a thing? This is just some shit the Scorpios pondered during retrograde. Now, one of the most ancient adages of the commandment, man, know thyself. These instructions have been carved in stone, etched in thrones of earth's malleable bosom, so no one could claim ignorance of never coming into contact with it. From time, immemorial has been on front streets for all to see. Now, uh, bro, could you put your phone on mute? Me? No, that's 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 red. Okay. Now, I've popularized my quest to do just that by making it a collective effort, inviting the world to be a part of this journey. So all who care to learn, we can learn together while maintaining our individual identity. We even named the vehicle of higher learning Know the Ledge, so we can refurbish, update, and modify this calling. Still, all the preparation in the world doesn't minimize the impact you receive when you run dead smack into yourself, past, presently, ripping into the future along the time-space continuum. They tell you that we live in multiple dimensions at once, but they never do tell you more. Are all those dimensions home to a lethargic masses? Our apathetic response to impending change of a galactic scale if all of those dimensions aren't physical in the sense that we know the word, then doesn't that mean that the light refracted into that dimension isn't bound by the foibles that hamper our lives here? So with all that being said, you know, the other day I was doing some research about the solar eclipse, this impending solar eclipse that came forth on November 3rd. And the reason why this particular eclipse stood out is because, one, it was on my younger brother's birthday, Katie the Oct degree, shout out to him. Two, it was during a, um, you know, this was the day and time that they decided to mechanically change time and set the times of hands back or what have you and, and push us back into fall. And three, the solar eclipse 
I was like, wow, I remember A.A. Rashid had a lunar eclipse on his birthday last year on the 13th. Okay? And, of course, with the information that Raku has brought forth, speaking about the nature of eclipse and the importance and the significance of them, it piqued my interest, so I started studying further. Somebody had a, a link on Facebook. I opened the link up one day. I would think it was Sunday night. I was trying to get my computer to go to another page, but it wouldn't move like it was stuck. I thought it was another retrograde situation. So I'm moving the cursor, moving the cursor, but the page wouldn't shift. So I'm like, let me look at what's in front of me because obviously a sign that I need to pay attention to something that's right in front of me. So I started reading the passage, and it was already queued up for me to read exactly where I needed to read from. And the passage started like this. It said, solar and lunar eclipses, like gatherings at Thanksgivings, belong to families. And these eclipse families are called sorrows, S-A-R-O-S, sorrows, a series of eclipses related over time, occurring over a span of several hundred years. This November 3rd solar eclipse is the 23rd eclipse of sorrows, 143. A series which started on March 7th, 1617, and which ends April 23rd, 2897, for 72 eclipses in a span of 1,280 years. Now, why is that significant to me? Why did that jump out and just hit me like a ton of bricks? First of all, November 3rd, it being the 23rd eclipse, you know, November 3rd, KT turned 32. So I'm like, that's interesting. You know, it's a cool way to, to juxtapose and flip numbers and everything. And then the Saros 143. I'm like, okay, that's 44. I see that. And it started on March 7th, 1617. I don't know what happened on that date as of yet. But the series ends on April 23rd. April 23rd is my mother's birthday. So I'm like, wow, wow. okay. Now it got my attention. I'm like, April 23rd, we got these 23rds rolling. We got these fives. All of us are fives, my mother, KT, and me and my brother, okay? So I'm understanding this whole aspect of the fourth and the fifth dimension and everything because I just had a conversation early in the week when someone sent me a link about the Zeptepi. Now, the Zeptepi are these entities that they speak of in times, uh, the comedic times, they have traveled, they're time travelers. They travel from the future to the past. And they set up civilization, or should I say they seed the consciousness in times of the shifting. When you shift from one dimension to the next or one age to the next, the Zeptepi come and they set things up. So my feeling has always been when I read these ancient, quote-unquote, ancient books, I always felt like those books came from the future and they were deposited into the past. And I've held on to that feeling all of my life, and throughout the course of my life, I have found things to substantiate that particular feeling. This was one of them, okay? So I'm like, boom, okay, April 23rd, 2897. Okay, mom is all the way in the future. Okay, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. So I keep reading. It said, for all sorrows, an eclipse occurs every 18 years and 11 days. So automatically I see the 9-11 in there. I'm like, okay, that's deep too. 
next line really brought it home. It said, our previous Sorrows 143 encounter was October 24th, 1995. The next in the series, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. The next in the series is November 14th, 2031. Okay. I'm like, hold on. That's my birthday in your family? Yeah. (laughs) 2031, we will be 56. Okay, my master number is 11. Personal number, my my, my simple gematria, meaning that when you count my name by, you know, A is 1, B is two, C is three. My, when we add Paul Eric Marlin up, it comes up to 77. 77 in Gematria or Hebrews, the pillars. So this 11 is key. It's the first master number. The 44 is just a reflection of that. But then I keep reading. And it says, you know, the one after that will be November 25th, 2049. In this entire series, there are 12 total, 30 partial, and 26 annular, and four hybrid eclipses. The November 3rd event will be the longest hybrid eclipse in the sorrows at 99 seconds. Okay? So, here you have the arc degree. You've got the twin pillars. You've got the arc degree, which is the capstone of the pyramid. All right? Coming in at 99 degrees. You know, capping that particular master number. So in our family line, it starts backwards. The youngest is the first, right? Or he's the last, but now he's the first in the Eclipse series, and the reverberation is going backwards in time, and my mother would be the one that finishes out the cycle. Right. This shit is mind-blowing to me. I don't know if everybody else sitting there listening to me (laughs) is understanding what I'm trying to tell you. You feel oh, me? I understand. I understand. You know what I think about that? Um, you know, I'm not strong in eclipses. I'm just really getting into them. Um, and I'll be very honest, I never saw the use of them if, until it was shown to me something that happened to me in the eclipse. That's just, that's just the truth, okay? <laughs> so I had to start studying them because of what happened. So, uh, but I've noticed in my own private research, which I have been not substantiated, so this is a theory with eclipses that uh, they embody family curses and family blessings, okay? And I'm not sure yet, so i got to prove it my own stuff first. But from what you're describing to me, okay, and those cycles shows to me a family blessing, actually, not a curse at all. And it's a blessing of, 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 of change, a massive change. I've never met my mother... Yeah, my mother, again, as I repeat to people several times, was the person, the first person on the planet that I know of. And if anybody had knowledge of anybody else, you know what I'm saying, hit us up in the inbox, you could come on the program and show and prove. And this is not, you know, me being bloated. I'm just saying, I'm telling the historical record, I'm giving up the facts here, which have been substantiated over time, okay? 
she's the first person that I know of that cured or facilitated the protocol which quote-unquote cured HIV on this planet in this particular time that we know of. I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, and I told people to his face, it was not Dr. Sabi, okay? Dr. Sabi did not take the first patient that came to him with HIV. The man was named Frank White. He was a HIV patient. He was a hospice patient from Boston, and the man was a homosexual. And Sabi said, I'm not going to take him as a patient. I don't give a fuck. Let him die. My mother was the one that, that the hospice the hospice nurse actually came for, you know what I'm saying, the uh, for the herbs. She was like, he's dying. He's on his way out. They gave him, you know, a few weeks to live. You know, it's a wrap for him, but I heard that y'all over here doing what it is that you're doing. Now, they didn't know what HIV was at that time. It was too new. They were just treating people. So she said, well, what does he have? She said, Pneumonia. So she put together a protocol to combat pneumonia. Two weeks later, the lady comes back with the certification from the hospital saying the man went from HIV positive to HIV negative. That is what started everything. If it wasn't for my mother, Dr. Sabi would still be in the jungle in St. Croix. She met Dr. Sabi when she was pregnant with KT. And the only reason she went to Dr. Sabi is because the doctors told her that her blood was something was wrong with her blood at the time, and they wanted to give a, a, a transfusion and everything of that nature. She was like, she's not going to do that while she's pregnant with KT. So she went to Dr. Sabi. Some elders told her to go up in the mountains and see this man named Dr. Sabi that was up there. He did not want to come to the States. She used her charm to convince him to come back. Once she saw what he does actually works because she was able to give birth to this child, and she was like, this is what she wanted to do with her life because she had just left the States and all of her friends were now strung out on crack cocaine. That's when crack hit. So she was responsible for these particular cycles and times, you feel me, as well as bringing forth, you know, these particular seeds. Well, do you, you I know, understand she didn't know that she the was son is there, Scorpio. And that's healing. Scorpio is a sign of healing, okay, and deep psychological healing, too, deep healing as well. And look at how you're, when you're revealing the story and when you got that revelation, Saturn was in Scorpio, and so was Mercury, and so was the sun. Now put those keywords together, and what you're doing is you're telling the story of your family's, uh, 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 your, your family's birthright and authority as healers in the world. As 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 harbingers of massive change and metamorphosis and transformation, you know you should call yourself, you should call yourself the transformers. <laughs> Your whole family, you did. It's, it's 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 monumental. I mean, I I hear people talk a lot about royalty and bloodlines or what have you, and they came from Kemet and everything, and that's to knock nobody's thing, you know. But I'm like. It's a royal bloodline. Well, my grandfather was named Prince. You and your brother Scorpios, right? Yes, we Scorpios. Right? In case as well, yes. What is, what, is, what is the tenth place of Scorpio? The place of highest vibration, the place of highest potential, the place of authority. What is that in, 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 in uh, you know, Scorpio's chart? Do you know? Count back. For Scorpio's in the first place. 
will put what sign in the tenth place? Okay? And when you look at the sign that's in the tenth place of Scorpio, which is Leo, the king, the divine one, <laughs> the bloodline, you know, some people can talk, but other people can so improve. So I, I, I enlighten you that for your own reasons. Run with that. Right. It's all in your right. chart. It's all right there. I mean, yeah, right you, 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 you've seen the chart before. We've done a show on the chart, yeah. so I see we it. know what the chart says. You know, I know who I am. I know who my brother is. I definitely know who KT is. You know what I'm saying? Because out of all of us, that's the light. You feel me? That's the arc degree for real. He got five children. He's the father, Saturn, of five. You know what I'm saying? And let's read the definition mm-hmm. of what sorrows is, because sorrows has a definition. Sorrows or Creoles in Nigeria during the 19th century and early 20th century were free slaves who migrated to Nigeria in the beginning of the 1830s. They were known locally as Saros or Amoros, migrants from Brazil and Cuba. Saros and Amoros also settled in other West African countries such as the Gold Coast. Okay. They were mostly freed and repatriated slaves from various West African and Latin American countries such as Sierra Leone, Brazil, and Cuba. Liberated returnee Africans from Brazil were more commonly known as the Agudas. Most of the Latin American returnees or Amaros started migrating to Africa after slavery was abolished on the continent, while others from West Africa or the Saros were recaptured and free slaves already resident in Sierra Leone. Okay? So I'm still scratching my head trying to figure out how they got from Cuba and Brazil all the way back to Africa and you still got Negroes sitting up in Chicago and New York and in and, and LA talking about we from Africa. We need to go home. Nigga, what's shocking you? Well, how can that 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 mythology I can't I can't subscribe to that mythology because if the poles uh move the pole move one degree every seventy two years you know, and it has moved, and we have shown through that side that has moved all over the face of the earth. Then you know, when the poles, when the North Pole was in in the center of Africa, where were we? We weren't there. <laughs> so you know, man, like you said, you said something very important. You know, saying when was a time that man was not. We've been all over this globe, man, as a people, as an entity, a whole entity. We've been all over the, the this globe and the horizon of this globe. We've transformed it. We've terraformed it or transformed it, spiritually transformed it several times or many times. You know, this is just uh, uh, the playground. You know, this is just a school for immortality. You know, a lot of people want to leave this place, but you got to prove, prove that you can be immortal before you can leave here. <laughs> and you will keep coming back right. until you learn those lessons. <laughs> you know? Right. So, and in my interpretation, stars, right. Yeah, the Saros were the magicians. You know what I'm saying? They were the, the magicians. Mag- they came from Brazil, and they came from Cuba, and they're back in, and, you know, in Nigeria and what have you, and they work in that magic. And this is who you call your Yoruba and all the rest of them today that, coincidentally enough, um, you know, came into contact. And there's a whole story in terms of my family lineage that, you know, like, it all is bugged, man. It, it 
I see it. You know what I'm saying? I see it. And I'm I have living a it. suggestion for you. When you ever get a, t- a chance to, take your moms, your brothers, and all your family, your, your, your direct inner bloodline, uh, family, your direct relatives, and, and, and do a midpoint composite chart of all of y'all together, okay? And find okay. the ruler of the find the ruler of the twelfth house of your ancestral ties and your past life uh, uh, story, and find that ruler in that chart, and and, and do research on what house and what sign that ruler uh, occupies and the relationship it makes in that chart. And I guarantee you, not only will it start to match up to the sorrows story. You know, you will begin to see who you were and all your family were in all the past lifetimes. Indeed. You know, that's what I've really been building on. I've really been building on pill, professional astrology. And my focus with it isn't to use it as a scientific tool, really. It's to use it as a conceptual tool to elevate your, your, your imagination. It is the astrology of, of visual creativity the creative visualization. You know, I use it mostly for my science fiction stories and to teach artists. You know, now I don't even teach normal cosmic physics. I teach conceptual astrology and I keep my clientele directly to with artists because I see my vision and my place in this puzzle of what I'm supposed to do. You know, uh, a dream came to me one day. I read a book called The Heir to the Empire, a Star Wars book. In that book, the bad guy was an alien who can go to different uh, galaxies and look at the, the artwork of the culture and through that determine the weakness of the culture. And he would go back and report to mm. the artwork, and, and they would come back and conquer these aliens, okay? So, and, 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 and he said it, it almost, in that it book. Almost, right. It almost says yeah, it, it sounds similar to what uh, the emperors would do in China in terms of when they wanted to gauge where society was at, they would go and listen to the music of the society. Ah, and it's the same yeah. thing that is taking place now. They nice. they got you bent over because they're listening to the music and they know exactly where you at. And they know Definitely. that you're, you're cray. Now, see how you music. picked that apart? See how you picked that apart? That's exactly what I took from it. I said, oh, my goodness. And he said something very important in there. Timothy Zahn's character, uh, Grand Amal Thrawn, is the name of the character. He said... He said, he said, too, he said, he said, uh, 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 corrupt the art and you will destroy the culture. Control the art and you'll control the culture. So in my dream, I was dreaming about this book that I had already read. I was dreaming about this particular part. And it came to me, the voice of my head said, create the art and you will create the culture. And then my dreams switched to me watching TV, watching the Five Daily Venoms. I, I don't know if you know about that, but it's old school martial arts called the Five Daily Venoms, right? And there was a character in there called the, the, the Toad. He was invisible. We run that put him in the Iron Maiden, that the conversation with a million uh, steel prickle pins, and it found his weak spot, okay, and was able to defeat him. And, and, and while I was watching that, I could hear in the background the song playing Six Million Ways to Die, Choose One, right? And it came and dawned on me the attack that my people was under spiritually because in order to destroy an immortal, you must conflict with them on every vibration possible. And that's what they're doing in this timeline right yeah. now. You are at war. Man, man. Hey, when we get off, I'm going to share with you exactly why they utilize the toad for that symbolism and how it ties directly into us. And again, it's personal. I could always find myself in these stories. So, indeed. And we, we, we find 
through uh, we okay. find ourselves through this this hero's journey, through the journey of the of the hero's journey, which they had taken from us. You know, uh, Joseph Campbell, Carl Young have done the archetypes in which they have taken out of Kemet. You know, the the commission archetypes and changed them around. You know, Hercules is hero and all this kind of stuff. And the, the twelve labors of Hercules is the sun going through just each one of the twelve signs. So they've done this, but we have taken this back, man. I grew up uh, reading comic books and playing role playing games and video. And I see now how they were programming me from that young age. You know, and I see with the Airbender and all the cartoons that they're doing. So I decided to copy them to start to write these comic books and science fiction books and put the cosmophysics in there to teach our children like they taught us, like they programmed us. You know, I'd rather do the programming than get programmed, you know, just so they can see the enlightenment of the future. You know, and this is what opening up the lotus really is for a conceptual astrologer. We could take anything, just like right now, I believe uh, Gemini is on the ascendant right now where I am, and, and, and we're talking on the phone, and we're communicating, we're building bridges, and we're exchanging mindsets, and this is all Gemini energy. Well, if I wanted to start a story right now to start being a Scorpio, it'd be a, a Scorpio being, <coughs> pardon me, of the sixth place of, 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 of uh, we call that, uh, 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 Gemini, since Gemini is ascending, I'm going to start the story of the very first scene, which is going to be Gemini, it's going to be about two twins, or, or a person walking down the street talking on the phone, you know, and the, and, and the hero of the story is represented by Scorpio, since so the sun is the hero, you know what I'm saying, and the first dialogue, the first paragraph, the first note, even if this was a rhyme or a song, is going to be all Gemini, and then the second paragraph, second scene, second note if you're a director, second scene, or if you're a musician, uh, it's going to be after Gemini, we know, comes uh, cancer, and if you're an artist, you know, you see, ever see some artists when they had performances, drawing the performances that they happen, well, now, imagine drawing the energy that's on the ascendant. So you're naturally thinking with the cosmic energy of right now, with the cosmic energy of how you were born. So you're naturally now, I've used this technique, Open a Lotus, and I'm using that with actors, with uh, scientists, psychologists who are using it, and, and I'm getting great feedback from this, opening the Lotus. Because each side is every bit of the other side in certain places and situations. And if you use that on a conceptual level, you can build stories, you can build buildings, you can build artwork, you can take it to the next level with it. I just keep it on the comic book and uh, the writing level. But I've shown to prove it to be the music because my man, Delisa Antipas, uh, he, he made that song, Cosmophysics, based upon this concept. And if you go to the Cosmophysics show, you'll hear that song. And he starts it off by telling you, you know, Suns and Taurus and keeps going on, you know. So right, right. all the artists out there, the writers, especially science fiction ones, is my favorite, the comic book writers, you know, I can show you how to bring that story out of you that you can't get out. You know, with this concept, there's no reason for writer's block or artistic block, first of all. It gets rid of that. And second of all, if you're already successful, I can show you how to take this to the next level. I'm not showing you nothing new. If you look at the Harry Potter movies and look at the birth chart of Harry Potter, his progress charts explain every last one of those movies. How are they doing that? They already know that they're doing They already know the technique that I'm showing people now. They already implemented it. I just want to see it. Or consciously, to consciously take the cosmos and utilize them. That is above, so below. To be, that is being a Machuk or a Magi. Right. Right. You know, you know and I, times, you know, when we talk like this, I, 
I'm like, do people think that it's just fantasy? But then I'm like, people are more moved by fantasy than anything else. So who yeah. Of course they are. Of course yeah. they are. Because they yeah. value it because in this age of Aquarius, the second the place of Aquarius yeah. of values is Pisces. I, you know, uh, 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 the second place, I repeat, of Aquarius is Pisces. And so spirituality is the currency of this age. The second house is the place of currency. Pisces rose yeah. there. Pisces the spirit. There you go. Yeah. No, no. Okay. So spirituality is the currency of this age. And that's yeah. why it's a valuable to us. And that's why the science fiction stories in the comic books and those types of uh, uh, story arts are very important right now in our society. Right. Very much, yes. They dictate society. Of course they do. I was watching a show on the Science Channel. How they would talk about all the great science fiction writers, Asimov and Going eye robot and you know and all the great science fiction directors like for um, Back to the Future and how the technology that was in those movies back then in the eighties showing us the future where we now have we now have the I have the smart TV right now if you have the same bread I got right now pal ring you can talk I can look at my TV and you can look at me and you can see inside my house and we can chill and talk just like that straight up and that was in Back to the Future right so you know. We're living in that age where the higher vibration is enlightenment, but the lower vibration is artificiality, you know, and this is why we have so much processed stuff, plastics and processes, and nuclear and everything is man-made, and we're getting into the clones and the robots, and you see it in the music, in the hip-hop, how everybody starts acting like I'm a robot, and they were Martians, and, you know, a little way I'm a robot, I'm a Martian, you see, uh, 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 you know, uh, his protege is walking around, everybody with the silver oil looking like robots and stuff because we're in the age of Aquarius where the weird science is what's hot. You know, the nerd is what's hot. The backpacker yeah. has come to the fore. You did. Yeah, that, <laughs> the yeah. skateboarder, yeah. the outcast, the thug. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, the rebel. Yeah, all of them. The rebel. The revolutionary. So, you know, whether you survive. I have read an article where they were at a conference and they admitted they opened up and they was like, look, it was like the last 40 years, everything that we've done, majority of everything that we've done have been based off the template that um, Philip K. Dick left in his books. Family, if you want to join us, please call in 347-637-2135, okay? The live stream is about to cut, 347-637-2135. Is a number that we need you to call if you want to continue this journey with us. We will be opening up the phone line and taking calls, 347-637-2135. Please continue. Uh, yeah, man, well, that's, that's peace. And, you know, if there are artists listening, musicians listening, producers and directors listening, scriptwriters listening, I have a technique for you, opening the lotus. Opening the lotus of the conceptual astrology of your imagination to the next level, allowing you to look under the hood, to count each lotus petal and look at each gem of your idea, your concept, and even take it to the next level, even how to market the concept. Yes, even how to market it. You know, taking what is within and bringing it without on a conscious level, on a, a, a level where you could take, uh, uh, bring the muse in you, to bring out in you the compassion that allows you to enlighten yourself. 
And this technique that I'm using over all of this, you know, I use it to show people the concepts of, uh, of a whole bunch of things. I'll give you one brief example. Cancer is the sign of women, right? Women, yeah. okay, are like, symmetrical, okay? Women are protectors. They're very sensitive. This is cancer at the ascendant, all right? Women, is, and I'm talking in general and commonalities. I know every woman's different. Don't call me up, God. Don't cuss me out. I know you're different. <laughs> all right? But the women... When, they, when you talk about their values and what they spend their money on and, and what, what, they do, what they crave to eat, Leo is there. And Leos are uh, women. What do they do when they all go shopping? We're all Venus. We all second how They go shopping. What do they do? They go out and eat together. You know, they eat like lions. And they always have to feed their children. Women always feed their children. It's a, that's what their, their providence is about feeding their children, their values, second house is about their children. Women value their children. They take pride, Leo, in their children. The third place of, 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 of cancer is Virgo. And females all around the world are looked at from a patriotic view to have that place. You have to uh, see and not be heard, talk with only you've been talking about. There's a certain modesty you must carry as a woman to be considered a woman. You know, and women are, are, are known to be, uh, are said to be warriors and naggers, and this is all Virgo. And these are the ones who teach you how to clean your ears and brush your teeth and, and pray and all, how to do your routines. Your mother, the woman, teaches you that. And that's the uh, third place, okay? Now we look at the fourth place of the home of the woman. We find, uh, we find Libra. Um, Libra there, and the mother or the woman is the balancer and the mediator in the house versus the father and the children. She's the one who balances the household, who keeps the equilibrium in the domestic situation. Okay, consequently enough, all right, uh, 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 Libra's tenth house or highest ability is Cancer, so it makes sometimes it makes Libra the optimal sign to be some of the best mothers in the world. And then we go to the fifth place of the woman, which is Scorpio, and women will kill you over their children. And also, a woman will fall in love if you give her a deep, penetrating orgasm. What? Yeah, I said it. A woman, if you give her a deep, penetrating orgasm, she will transform that whole relationship on you, that whole script of food. <laughs> well, you there? Oh, man. Talk to someone to oblivion. Man, brother's line just dropped. Uh, brother Raku, I see you on the other. I see you on the line. Can you do me a favor? Can you call the brother in on the three-way, and I will open up your line in about a minute or two. Okay. Let me go to the uh, brother Red and see if he's still with us. Journey in. Call up from three four seven six five zero. Peace, Red. You there? Yeah, I'm in the building. I'm here. Okay. You know I mean, yeah, powerful, powerful show. I already knew when I got yeah. that information. I got that in the summer. That 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 was my that my my lotus got opened in the summer pause, and uh, you know, it did wonderful things for me. You know what I'm saying? His demonstration is much needed right now, family. He did the supreme science on something that has plagued, is just plaguing us, is holding us down like concrete uh, sandals and whatnot. Ancient <laughs> concrete sandals. <laughs> I like that piece. Continue. Hello? 
Hello? You still there? Bruh, man? Okay. Yeah, I guess this retrograde is in full effect tonight. Nonetheless, let me go to our brother Cosmocrat. See if he has a brother on the three-way. Call up from the 516-881. Peace. Peace, Lord. You just uh, um, asked me to call him. I really don't know how to do that on this phone word. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but he, I, I'm loving the whole thing, man. I like the way he built on, you know, how he grabbed with his understanding and took the cosmophysics and ran with it, you know. And uh, I want to add on, you asked what exactly was 361, and I wanted to add on to it because what people don't see is that we we are on a, a simultaneous linear and circular path. And the right. earth. In the Earth, it, it goes around the Sun, 360 degrees around the Sun, and every day it has to turn. Oh man, come on now! Damn, they giving everybody the clip. Wow. I'm going to try this one out, though. Family, I'm going to call the brother on the three-way. Give me one second. Peace, y'all. You there? Okay. Technology. Aquarius, Uranus, we in the age. Let's do it. Let's see if this brother answers. Peace. Peace. <laughs> Technology, man, is something else. <laughs> you on KTL Radio, live and direct on a three-way. Oh, wow. Peace, peace. So, you yeah, know, the, the brother Raku just, no, Raku just got cl- cut off while he was talking about it. Red Pill got cut off. So, okay. you know, it's, 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 it's some energy costing. You know, my phone yeah. got cut off two minutes before. The uh the cutoff point, but I held on. I called back real quick, you know what I'm saying, and played it off, and I'm still in the building. So collectively, we all got clipped at one point. Right. And I'm resilient for this information. You know, we're in the after I get party now. Yeah, we're in the after party. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of this is borrowed time here, so let's let's rip it. All right, so I'm going to finish this up really quick. So I, I was opening the lotus up on the son of cancer in, in respects to women, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah, family, yeah, please finish that. Women's family and and the female femininity period, and I was going over the the, the generality and the commonality with them through the, the zodiac. By opening the lotus and putting Cancer at the ascendant, we're able to take a look at each sign and succession for Cancer and get a better, clear idea of the universal interconnectivity of femininity throughout our history throughout even today's society. So back to the fifth place of cancer, which is Scorpio, and that's the house of children, uh, creativity, of creativity, of, of love, and of, of promiscuity, all of that. And Scorpio did. I was talking about how women, when they, when they finally get that, you know, that, 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 that deep penetrating one, that changes the game of the relationship. And you, your man, I'm a man, we've all been there before. You know, when you laid it down like that, on a, on a yeah, sister, you know, you're a legend. <laughs> yeah. 
that changed the game, you know. And back when I was younger, I didn't understand the power, you know. But now I understand. But now I get it in a deeper sense because the women have Scorpio in the fifth place. You know, a woman will kill you over her children, Scorpio in the fifth place. She also, a woman will kill you over love. All right. Now, understand something. You know, that's a negative vibration. Here's a positive vibration. Okay. Uh, Scorpio is the is the, the sign of uh, procreation. It's in the fifth place of children. This shows you right here. Astrology is the cosmophysical law. Why women get birth and men do not. What? Oh. They have Scorpio in the fifth place. These are the these are the mothers of gods. And the immortal is Scorpio in the, in the house of the divine child, the fifth place of the woman. The woman gives birth to the God. <laughs> so, you know, you have to look at that. You know, the, uh, the woman has the power, fifth house, to resurrect. <laughs> the, you know, the woman has the power to bring about transformation and rebirth. You know? This is why she's the goddess. The woman is the goddess, not because she's a cancer, because she has Scorpio in the fifth place. And this makes the women, or the or femininity, or the power and the energy of femininity, what creates gods on earth, okay? Now, when you go to the sixth place of work and service, all right, we have sexual chariots. And who tells you to wash behind your ears, brush your teeth, say your prayers, do your meditations? Who tells you to get your routine together every day? Your mother. Your mama do that. Your mama normally, and this is, we know people's father, people got single parents, but we're talking about the domesticated parent, the nurturing parent, which is more likely the mother, but not always so. You know what I'm saying? These are the people, the domestic parent is the one who says, you know, uh, 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 clean up your bed, you know, you, you, sh- you should work, go to work, you make a living for yourself. This is all wrong. This is all the, the, the sixth place. Uh, Sagittarius in the sixth place because you benefit. It's very fortunate information when you do the routines that your mother or domestic parent does or tell you to do. Because they're the ones right. to teach you out of that. And also, since the sixth place is, a place of, is also a place of health and hygiene, okay, and service, it's your mother who does all the cleaning in the house mostly. Or the domestic is only most does all the cleaning, the Virgo, or the sixth house is sixth place in the home, does all the cleaning, does all the making sure everybody take their bath, make sure the house is kept in. This is an everyday routine. Everybody get up, you got your got your lunch bag right here, got your did it right here. This is all sad in the sixth place. You know, your mom teaches you how to pray and how to how to adhere to your religious philosophies. You know, you normally get it from your mom. It's newly passed on through the feminine energy. Okay? Now we go to the seventh Yeah, you get it from your mama. <laughs> and, right. When the seventh place of partnership, now generally women all around the world tend to marry people who are more mature than them or marry uh, a partner whom they feel is very uh, structured or stable, okay, or one who can teach them or one who is a discipline and one who has focus. You know, every woman finds status in the idea of marriage. I'm married, girl. Mm, look at this ring. You know, marriage is status to, to females around the world traditionally. And traditionally they marry older men because they're given to older men, you know, the, the brothel and all that kind of stuff. Patrolling and all that kind of stuff, you know. And, um, you know, they're given to older men or older, mature men or more stable individuals. And women think that when you get married, it is for life, a long time. Capricorn, Saturn, you know. <laughs> and let me tell you right. something: a marriage is over when a woman calls it off because she has Capricorn in this seventh place of partnership. You know, it's really over when the woman calls it off. It's over. You know, Miss Capricorn, she breaks it. 
You know, and this is why women find themselves in great sorrow when it comes to breakups because they have Capricorn in the seventh place of partnerships. They handle it different from men. They get very Capricorn, they're being great loss, and they go through a period where they're very cold. <laughs> you know, and then we have the eighth place of a woman's sexuality. We uh, we coming to Aquarius, and this is about to freak people out. But let me tell you something. Women are enlightened through the liberation of their sexuality. This is Oranos or Aquarius in the eighth place. Dig? And women are the ones who become enlightened and the ones who have mastered the arts of, uh, of magic and the occult. Because it is through the occult that women enlighten the world. You know what I'm saying? So when you go to most occult organizations, you find at the very top, the matriarch. <laughs> All right? Also, uh, uh, on, a, on a low vibration, you know, around the world, it's going to be the female who is more than likely experiences intercourse with very with, with a, a group of partners, so sort of men. Men, we dream about it. I love to have a nausea trois. I love to have a threesome. Well, you know, a woman that carried that way before you, brother, with a car is naturally in the eighth of a woman's uh, uh, sexuality, and this is why women do not mind to experiment acquaintance with one another. Yeah, the goods and the bads of that is all up in that right there. Then we look at uh, the idea that the ninth place of fortune for a woman it's Pisces, and I don't know about you. I grew up in a, 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 a religious family, and, and the women seen in my family seem to get happier and be able to get through the struggles of their time and, and benefit from going to church. You know, and this is why women, because they have because Pisces in a natural place of, of, of Cancer is in a nice place. Uh, this is why women are great healers. Okay, this is why they are great prophets. This is why they are great uh, 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 spiritualists because of Pisces being in that ninth place. Okay, uh, of spirituality and, uh, and fortune, you know, and uh, and also also notice that women get enslaved around the world. All right, take that. So uh, we go to your tenth place of the woman, which is Aries, and Helen of Troy, Cleopatra. I can go back and tell how many wars Aries have been started over a woman. And even right now in Baltimore City where, 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 where the real niggas and gorillas kill each other over their females, you know, over who looked at their female and who smiled at her. They, they, they straight get gun on you about it down here in Baltimore. You did? Because <laughs> Baltimore's a cancer rising city, by the way. So this is why they like that with their women. And and you look at the fact that a, a, a woman is a better warrior than a man. And people say, well, how is that? How is that? Well, they put the sign of war in the place of highest potential and authority and respect. You dig? And so this is why America is slow with putting their women in the military, but Israel isn't, and a whole bunch of other countries isn't. They got women in the military already, and they're the best uh, uh, assassins and CIA um, assassins and uh, warriors around. And imagine a woman on her menstrual cycle doing a war. She's going to kill everybody. <laughs> right. He said, he said, I saw uh, um, a poster for advertisement for a TV show on the side of a bus that said, Men go to war, women go to battle, or something yeah. of that particular nature. You know what I'm saying? And, and listen to that. Look how that how that conception fits the, the uh, archetype of cancer or the woman. And, and, and when you talk about women go to battle, some of the greatest warriors have been women. 
who go to battle, but Marlon Harris is the initiator, the pioneer, and the leader. And, you know, the leader of our society or the leader is a woman. The best leader in our society is the woman. Because she has Harry in the 10th place of the sign of leadership in the house of government. So, you know, those governments where they have a woman as the head are normally governments that do very quite well. And look in the 11th place of the woman, okay, which is Taurus, and, 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 it's, and it groups and associations and Taurus is money and eating and, and shopping. And every time the girls get together, what do they do? Shopping trips. What they do? Eat. Get their tail nails down their head. They beautify themselves. They tourist themselves. You know, they're always going out and eat. And this is Taurus in the 11th place of groups and associations of the woman. So, you know, this is why women love to go out to the malls and shop in groups and eat in groups. Girl, you know, let's go. Let's go to Boss Boys and Paul. Let's go to Ruby. Let's go to you know, with the, the, the melting pot, whatever. You know, let's go. Let's get our hair done. Let's get. Let's get. Let's beautify ourselves while we're in a group together. You know what I'm saying? And then we go to uh, 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 the, the place of sorrow, the undoing of the woman, but also the place of grace. Okay, place of grace as well. And we find that uh, <clears throat> Gemini is there. You know, and people tell a woman, you know, you know, don't speak your mind. So a woman has an issue with speaking her mind, the right time and place to speak her mind. She speak her mind at one point, she get in trouble. You know, nobody like her. You should, you're a woman. Don't be, you know, mind your business. You know, and then, and then when she don't speak up her mind, then she lose out. You know, and also women around the world has, in these society, have been looked at, you know, with less intelligence than men. Or their intelligence has been hidden. The intellectual, the woman, has been hidden in this world, Gemini in the 12th place. Okay? So we look at, look at these things. Women communicate. Gemini is also slander, and we and gossip, and they have in the 12th house of undoing, and we see that uh, uh, gossip and slander is attributed to a feminine-acting person or, uh, or a cancer or a woman or a mother or a domestic parent, you know, X, Y, to the Z, your mother, you know, you find out all these years your mother felt a certain type of way and never said anything, or your girl, or your woman, your goddess, and she kept it to herself. And this is Gemini acting out as a natural course in the, in the, in, in the cosmos, cosmophysics of the woman that's within, built into the interior of their natal, and they progress. So, you know, we ain't nothing but layers upon layers and cycles upon cycles. That's why we got to spiral out. Hmm. So, you know, I went through women, and I only went through a little bit. I get deeper into that and something else. But, but I, I opened up the loads of cancer with women. And you can do it with children, which is Leo, phonetics. You can do do it with the warrior or the soldier or, or you know, or, or the psychologist putting Scorpio or, 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 or the stripper or any archetype you can think of, okay, the revolutionary. You know what I mean? You put that to the, you put Aquarius to the ascendant. You know, when you look at every last one of the revolutionary leaders in this world, what they, they value, Pisces. They value spirituality. They value their privacy. They value covert information. You know what I'm saying? We'll talk about the revolutionary here. Do you right. dig? <laughs> That's when we talk about that. The revolutionary has Scorpio in the 10th place. And so what, do we, what is the reputation of every revolution? Well, them niggas get dead. They get shot. They get killed. They get murdered. <laughs> Scorpio. Or they become immortal in history. Scorpio in the 10th place. Immortal in history. You dig? So this is the place of the revelation. We can look at these archetypes all around, around, around. But, you know, I'm not amused with the archetypes. I like to use them in stories. 
I like to tell the stories of the archetypes and, and, and bandwidths of, of energy and knowledge and music that, you know, that gives you a more easy effort into the doorways of your own enlightenment. It doesn't have to be so hard. Right. I feel you. With you 110%, brother. But, you know, that's what I, I, I really It takes on a whole different vibration, you know, once once you start seeing exactly what's being done. And that's all they're doing. They're just telling our story to us, you know, with, with a whole different, putting different layers on it. Yeah, and they're doing it in Hollywood. Let's let's take, for example, um, you ever seen that, uh, I don't, you know, I watch shows every now and then, but there's a show called Homeland. I think HBO runs yeah. it, right? I, yeah, and, I have. I've never seen it, but it's it's big out there. People okay, yeah. we well, check it out, right? Homeland, the woman who's playing the star is a Scorpio rising. Her co-star guy, the red hair, that dude is a Cancer rising. He's a soldier, you know. And look how he's a soldier, at the top of the line. Woo, 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 woo. And look at his downfall, Cancer. He had, you know, uh, Gemini in the twelfth hour. His mentality because he has keep secret what he really thinks. He's really a Muslim. He can keep he was converted to Muslim and he loves being a Muslim. You know what I'm saying? And, and look how her she always has an issue, uh Scorpio descending with Libra, the twelfth hour, always uh fucking somebody else's man or husband and having issues with her own relationship, can't keep her own relationship. So they're already doing it in Hollywood. They got astrologers a part of the casting uh calls who hire people based upon oh, they can play this part the best because their ascendant matches the best, you know, or these people, you know, you give them your information on the application when you get there, when you were born, all that kind of stuff. They already know. And so they look at they're doing this in the movies already. And I showed and proved uh, the chart of Harry Potter. They already have one. So if you can have a chart for a fictional character, man, you can go back to every one of your own stories and recreate the, based on the energy of that story, the ascendant of it and build onto it. And, the best part about the open and lower technique that I love is the transit, the energy of right now. Because we can take right now. Whether it's me and you, let's make a, let's make a, let's make a song, man. Let's make a new girl hot song right now. We know Gemini's on the center. Let me start it off. You know what I'm saying? Two twins, two fights. We're getting in all night. These niggas want to play with me, but I'm busting back right. What? I'm getting enlightenment. 361 and hiking it. So all I'm saying is Gemini, that's the ascendant. After Gemini is cancer because these things are getting hyper, they're getting emotional. But I keep banging back and clicking right. So, and getting righteous Leo. All I'm doing is spelling out the zodiac from uh, Gemini to the center in his rhyme, and you don't even know that. But I'm giving you the cosmic law right. as it is right now and using my creativity. And I challenge those who feel that what I'm doing starts with their own creativity and imagination because all I'm doing is allowing your imagination to sync with the cosmic uh, 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 versal right now. That's nature. You know, what happens when you take your imagination and you blend it perfectly with cosmic law? Whoa. Oh. Well, I, I got some stories coming out. Urban Sprawl is one of the stories that we're coming, but we got coming out that we're revamping. We're doing the graphic novel too. And Moon Kiss is already out. You know, a vampire story, which we're showing improvement in, in, in that story. And we got a couple of stories coming up that people going to love. I'm going to reveal one to you called Slave Ship. And it, it answers the question that every uh, young black middle schooler and high schooler asks when they're walking from home to the bus to school during that black one once a once a year black history month where you gotta give that black history oral report, you know, what slavery was like, you know, a whole bunch of kids walking to school talking about if I was a slave, I couldn't be a slave, I'd fuck a master up. 
you know, I know you had that conversation when you was young too, Bill. I know you did. You know what I'm saying? What you would do if you was a slave. You know what I mean? Not only do we have those conversations, but those conversations are what compelled us to actually get on the trains after school and start what became popularized as wilding in New York. We started wilding after school because, you know, we started taking that angst out. And then K.A. Rashid, you know, when he was in his phase of, this was effectively what we probably call gangbanging at the time, you know, he came up to our school and he would redirect that energy towards, you know, the, the, the angst of the youth not only being misdirected to beating people up, but we was like, shit, let's go in their pockets. Now, that question that you asked, I took that very question and I put it in a story called Slave Storm, where kids are, are on their way to school to do their black history oral report. And in the background, a storm is brewing. And then while they're giving their report and they're making jokes about who, what, what they would do as a slave, the school has to, uh, be, the school has to uh, recess early because there's a super, something called a super storm coming, okay? And they get in their school buses on their way home, they get caught like, like Wizards of Oz in a super storm tornado. And when they, the ones who survive, they wake up in slavery time. And the first thing is this, the first scene that they see is when they get up out the ground all hurt and stuff, looking to see who's alive through the mist. They see a bunch of black people with chains around them running past them, saying, you better move. And they see white, white men on horses with guns who consequently stop to gather them. And now we have a group of these new, the, the new youth in our age back in slavery. Now we want, we're about to answer that big question, what would you do if you was a slave? And the story that we're building with this is, is tight because slave, it, 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 I'm going to give you this one good piece of the story. The reason why the storms uh, are the super storms that happen is because an uh, alien class landed on a plantation years ago, and the, the slaves begin to heal it, but the master found out and enslaved it and used it as technology to come to the future and snatch black people and bring them back to slavery, okay? And he's become one of the richest slave barons in the world because of this. And time and history is changing because of the course of what he's doing. And so these kids, these ghetto kids from the future, are taken back in place of slavery in order to go through an adventure that will change the course of our future. And that's the slave storm. And these are the type of stories that I'm writing, you know, with Aquarius Entertainment. And we're implementing the cosmic law in our stories. You know? Yeah. So we're doing mad things with that. You know, we got Willow's Oisha about a little girl who is the chosen one of a shoe and how she's being protected by Shango during a crisis in her city because she needs to live in order for her to be one of the next uh, youth to help usher in a healing period in our world. So, you know, we got mad stories coming out uh, from Aquarius Entertainment. We're looking for other writers and other artists and to the help and, and publish their things. You know, we're looking for that. You know, and we are sharing copyrights. You do know what I'm saying? Sharing copyrights and, and doing things the right way so we can get our stuff out there. Yeah, man. So I, I'm really on that. I'm really on getting with the science fiction, the fantasy, you know, because there's an absence of it in the movies. There's an absence of it in the story. And there's a book called uh, 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 Black Matter. No, 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 Dark Matter, The African Dysphoria, 
okay? It's a book about, it's a compilation of science fiction stories written by people you don't even know write science fiction stories, like Frederick Douglass, okay? And people like that, and W.E. Du Bois, okay, wrote science fiction. And how black science fiction is different from what we call Western science fiction. You know, it's, it's a different feel to it. And they start to show that in this book, okay? And it's, you know, I, I recommend the people. You know, to to look for in the black science fiction community and comic book community is at a, a is at a uh, a block right now. You know, they're a standstill because no one's really trying to hear our stories. So we got to make sure we circulate them stories amongst ourselves and get them out to the world, so the world can begin to acknowledge who we are and we can move forward in the next level. Because we you know, as far as I'm concerned, it seems that without this acknowledgement, we have not been moving forward as a people. Versus individuals. Mhm. You know that's why my main thing. I tell all my black conscious, Morris conscious, science, you know, a conscious people. You know, once everybody knows everything comes from the Morris, now what? <laughs> what you gonna do now, buddy? What's next? Yeah. And that's why I'm on three sixty one next. Because I'm on the next. I already know everything came from my people. I ain't got the. I ain't got. I don't need it. I don't need knowledge for that. That's me personally. I don't need it. I'm on the next level with that. You know what you gonna do with that? Well, I'm gonna tell these stories about our immortal line that has been going on since there ever was time. Okay, and how that can bring us to the next level of of understanding how we unlock our own DNA. And believe me, they already trying to do it, man. That's why coming out with these movies like the Alphas and and all type of different talk shows where people are discovering their enlightened beings and their their powers and their association with these immortal or uh, uh, or heavenly beings and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't watch much TV. But I'm constantly hearing people reference, you know, these um these different TV shows, um, Tomorrow's People, and the Alphas, and a lot of different programs that are dealing with this information. And, um, you know, all the way back to when they used to come out with Heroes. And even yeah. when I was talking to Heroes, I just felt kind of foolish that I'm like, I just came from a lecture where they talking about this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I'm like, they took it and put it in fantasy, which is much more digestible. And here we are trying to convince people that we're in front of that they're great, but they'll they'll wrestle with it, but be like, damn, I got to get home to watch this TV show. And the TV show is telling them what you is just telling them about themselves, but they're more into the, into the TV show. Well, that goes back to that goes back to what I said earlier, brother. We're in the age of Aquarius. What is the value of this age? Well, the value of this age is like a play of Pisces. Spirituality is also Pisces, also fantasy. You know, witches and warlocks, ghosts and spirits and elves and, fa- and, and fairies and magic and all that. So this is what is valued. Now. This is why the, uh, the, the stories about the ghosts, the witches, the vampires, and all these stuff are coming to come to the forefront again. You know, the fairies, the genies, the angels, the devils, the da-da-da, the demons. You know what I'm saying? This is why they're all coming back right now. The Shem Shaharu, followers of Hiru. You know, all these stories are coming to the forefront back again because this is the age we're in. And so, you know, when, when, you know, you, you put it in a comic book, you put it in a cartoon, you put it in something like that, and they will, they will begin to unlock, to, to open their own lotus of their inner eye. 
and see things, you know. And this is why they're so hard on putting Thor and the Avengers and those characters out because they, those those books, regardless of how much we love them and grew with them, are, are, are missing an equitable amount of our story, for sure. And this is why when you when you go see the the Lord of the Rings, which I love it, I love, I hate to love it because there ain't no black people in there at all or Moors in there. They all represent what we the orcs now. You dig? We the orcs up in this story. Uh, we did. You know, we just oink oink we oink oink. You know, when you go and you look at Star Wars and you see that the best that the, the best they can represent is uh, uh, Billy D. Williams, Lando Calrissian, the space pet. Or 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 Mace Windu or with with uh, my other man and when he gets killed, you know what I'm saying? So you know we go on and on where the Matrix is probably and why it's such a banging movie. It's probably, it's probably one of the very few science fiction movies with a healthy mix of everybody in it. You dig? Mm-hmm. And so these representations, these archetypes are powerful. You know, uh, I talked about Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell earlier, then real briefly. These, uh, Joseph Campbell gave lectures that George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, James Cameron, and a whole host of other directors in their youth will go and sit under the man. You talk about going to the feet of the elders and learning this is what they're doing. You know, I went to a John Maxwell uh, 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 training leadership seminar and where uh, uh, the guy A.A. A. Abrams, the director, was there. You know what I mean? I was one of the few black people there, by the way, about five of us out of hundreds of white people, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and so and it cost, and the, the pastor who sent me cost him $5,000 for me to go, by the way. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I went because I wrote an essay about chakras and Christianity and how you can use crystals and heal the, 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 to align your chakras. And each level of, 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 of Christianity is like going through a verse in the Bible. So he was like, man, I got to send you to this place. And I went. And I learned a lot there. I really did. And how, you know, Y'all don't understand science fiction, whether y'all like it or not, is how they plan the future. And when you see those science fiction movies, you don't see us in space. That's because they're writing you out the future. That's attempting to write your scripts and write you out the future. We cannot let them do that. So we must stand on our feet, then live on our knees. You know, we must go continuously into the night, a war, and not silently. You dig? And they are writing you out of the script. You know, and, and you think, oh, that's not that's nothing. Well, guess what? The smallest percentage of scientists and, and mathematicians comes out of our people right now in this age. Something's terribly wrong with that because they are the ones who are designing the future, calculating the future, measuring the future. And then they're, they're, they're doing it with their science, and they're putting it in their science fiction. Uh, Asmarov was a scientist. These science fiction writers for our robot and all the ones we like, they were scientists at first who started to write science fiction. Right. Stop playing, man. So, you know, science and mathematics is a part of our society that we haven't bigged up on. We really need to get B.I.G. on that, for real. We need to get real B.I.G. on that because you have to understand something. We got the spiritual part. We got the rhythmatic part. We got the creative part that comes natural to us. Now we have to balance a part of us that has been denied to us throughout these generations because it is the key to our, our absorption of our individuality in this uh, age. And then we also have to come up with a thousand-year plan. Not a ten-year, a thousand-year plan. Because the bottom line is, it's going to be a while before our people come to the fore. Again, in this world, you better believe it. It's going to come again. You know, the next people who come to the fore in the age of Capricorn are Asian people. 
Wow. <laughs> and that because Campbell Corp was Libra, you know, the side of the Asians or the air people, the premier side of the Asians, the premier side of the air people, because all the air sides represent them, but at the 10th place of command and authority in this world. So, you know, we got to dig, prepare for our next rise. We so busy, what we doing to people? Well, you man, we got a couple of thousand years to get together. So you said, do we have time? Yes, we do. What we do with that time is what matters. Right. Age of Leo, we were building pyramids. You know, we were coming out of Kemet. You know, that was the age in which we came because Leo was descending, so it puts one in the water. So, <coughs> I mean, uh, Leo was at the uh, ascendant, you know? And so that's when we came to the fore last time. So I, I, I just want people to understand that. And the, the, uh, if you want a revolution, you want serious change, you want to uh, express your sovereignty, Aquarius, the opposite of Leo, uh, 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 your individual sovereignty, which is Aquarius, the opposite of Leo, the sovereignty of the king, or the bloodlines, you want to express that, then you have to get in line with the cosmic orchestra, the, the great melody that's being played up there. Right. Mm. Now, how do you do that? You know, you should. We watch your own story. You, you, you had you a Scorpio son. You know, I can tell your story right there. Your story is about magnetism, about power, about uh, 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 about being immortal and about healing. You know, and, and the values of of Scorpio and Sagittarius. You value people's philosophies and religious view and mental expansion. You did, and when you go to communicate, that you do so in a structured and a calculated manner, so people can understand you and bring clarity to them. Capricorn and the third, we can read your own chart. You know what I'm saying, and use that as a story. So if Scorpio's let the ascendant. And I'm telling you a story. Well, the first thing I'm gonna do is I direct them to open it up with Scorpio. Scorpio could be murdered, so I open it up with a scene with a, a scene with two people having sex. Okay. Now, yeah. the next deacon of Scorpio, all right, is Pisces. While they're having sex, they start having sex. They start to go to sleep, and the man begins to dream. Pisces, deacon of Scorpio, the cancer deacon of Scorpio. He's protecting his family in the dream. All right. Then when he wakes up from that dream. All right, at the Scorpio, it says he chariots. He realizes that something has gone greatly wrong in the house. His wife is not there, and things are off for it. So we can go on. I'm talking about this is a middle of the game, man. Hold on. <laughs> you know, and this is a mystery we're talking about. Huh? Yeah, we do I, ain't, from, I ain't playing games, man. My pen is hot right about now. We can go right into the writer's room. When you go into the writer's room, think about what side is on the ascendant. And, that, and you don't have to write about that sign, by the way. It gives you a light post of the energy that can be used for yours. It is your lightning bolt. You become Zeus. Oh. You are the lightning welder with that. You become, like, you become the, the energy, you know, just like uh, if you want to, and, and you use conceptual astrology for anything. You want to write a story about genie? Well, figure out where genie is in astrology. I can tell you it's Aquarius because in the Quran it said there was, that physique was of smokeless fire, and smokeless fire is electricity, and electricity is Aquarius. So we put Aquarius to descend it, and we can then begin to start, tell the story of the, of the genie. And if you read the Thousand One Nights or Arabian Nights or whatever, the story that come out of that, and then you read, uh, you open the lotus on Aquarius, you read the entire history, history and myth, mythology of genies. What? 
You want to talk about writing stories about angels? Same thing. You want to write a story about a love affair? Put Leo or Libra to the ascendant. You dig? Mm-hmm. And talk about partnerships and love affairs. You want to talk about a, 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 a story between two brothers and their struggle and blah, blah, blah? Put, a, put Gemini to the ascendant. You feel me? And the the transit plans we can't do it. Man, baby. Yes. You have me company. Man, I I hope that you do utilize the technique and try it and see how it unfolds for it. You know, I've been talking about it for a while to a lot of people. Yeah, we, we, we spoke about it as well. And um you know I got a lot that I have been executing, and I've liked to think that I've been doing certain things strategically. I just started returning back to my writing phase, you know what I'm saying, like really picking up the pen and getting these thoughts out. And I have about six or seven synopsises on the side, and I've been in talks with some people out here. Shout out to those people, you know, you know who you are. So next year is um pretty much the phase that I'm looking to uh, erect godlyhood, godlywood out here. Nice. So we, 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 we will be uh, fielding some scripts, and uh, I definitely will be reaching out to you about formulating some of these uh, synopsis into full-flung shorts, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I got a lot of different ways to approach this graphic novels to... And everything that I'm doing and every sector that I'm doing it in, I have a way to revitalize that entire industry. You know, so it just won't be the normal thing. It will be the next phase of that thing. Yes. That's so, what's up. Yeah. Definitely use it, man. And you'll see it in everything already. I mean, it's already there because it's natural law. It's already on the unconscious level. All we're doing is bring it on the conscious level. Like when you look at Superman, you put the you, you put the uh, cancer rising archetype on him, and he's his his tenth house is area. He's he's known to have heat rays, to be a, have a red cape, to to uh, 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 you know all that, and to be super have super speed and super strength. Everything that you know, Aries is in the tenth place, and then be the big boy in blue, the you know, cancer at the ascendant with the, the the crab symbol, the you know the re- 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 revised S. The symbol of the crab or the scarab on his chest, the protector, you know, and we keep going on and read cancer and we're going to read Superman's story. You know, the 12th house of Superman is Gemini. He is a secret identity as a reporter. You know, I can keep going on and on with this, man. It gets crazy. I get into the comic books of it, the psychology of it, the very nature of it, because I saw what Joseph Campbell and Carl Jung did. I saw what they did, but they are not doing what I'm doing. I'm taking what they did the art types and opening up the lotus on these art types and bringing us to the next level. I want my people to use this before they start to do it. Because if I'm talking to you now, I'm starting to let it out. I can't hold it in no more. One of them going to use it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this show is being jacked as we speak. <laughs> yeah. So, you no, know. But, um, you know, it's ours. We're going to claim it. We're going to utilize it. It's going to be beautiful. You know, everybody's invited to the premiere. We're going to make it nice. happen. Let's make it so, happen. Yeah, let's do this, family. Um, let's take these callers. Is there anyone on the line that has any questions, comments, or concerns? Now is the time to press 1 on your phone. I will open up the line and bring you in, okay? And then 
we will wrap it up for the night. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got my mind spinning. I want to go pick up my Joseph Campbell book and start reading some chapters and start writing. Oh, man, I can't wait to use that. Get this book called Writer's Journey. Make sure you purchase it. It's called A Writer's Journey. Purchase that book ASAP. And, when, and after you read it and go to the 12 archetypes within all movies, call me back. We're going to have a really big conversation. Okay, Writer's Journey. The Writer's Journey. Okay. Okay, that is the premier book all script writers, producers, and directors in Hollywood read when they're in school. Right there, The Writer's Journey. We got, we got a bookstore right across the street from me, so, you know, right when we uh, finalize a nice conversation, I'm going to go over there right before I take this journey. i got to head out on. Uh, I see one hand up in the call queue. If there anybody else on the line that has any questions, comments, or concerns, please, now is the time to press 1. I will go to the caller from the 216-216-280. Caller from the 216. Peace. Caller from the 216-280. Peace. Okay. Guess not. Again, is there anybody else on the line at this particular time? They would like to chime in. All right. I guess not. Give me one second. Let me refresh. Space. Yes, Brother Evan if you have any information that you want to share with them, like blog, blog talk show, your page information, uh, if people would like to contact me, they can do so at Ever Reese, E V E R R E E S E, at Facebook, uh, and contact me about anything that we were talking about tonight. And we can definitely build. Okay. Got it. All right. Um, yeah. Hold on one second. This blog talk thing is bugging out again. I'll tell you. Blog talk to something else. Especially doing Mercury retrograde. Huh? <laughs> I hesitate to ask you for their bread, and they suck. They service sucks at times. You know, what are we paying for? They getting all the bread. All the bread. If we're going to write a script, we're going to change that, too. Straight out again. All the bread. All the Kool-Aid. All the hard one chillers. All the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I mean, they literally, I mean, they got people sharecropping. You know what I'm saying? They really paying pennies. And then they, they stingy with that. Like, it's, it's crazy what's going on. But instead of complaining, you know what I'm saying, Mama said, got to self. You know, but this is a platform that we utilize to catalog this information as we take this journey through space during this particular time. So, you know, never be said. Just like Facebook, you know, this information is part of our federal document for a reason. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> FBI catalog your shit properly. I mean, some of it's going to be redacted, granted, 
But, you know, they're going to hold this shit and put it in the digital file. It'll be, it'll be accessible in the future. Okay? Yeah, it, it, so the and, records are all about Yeah, they're not missing the page. They're going to hold on to everything. So I make sure that, you know, I'm knocking them upside their head. You know what I'm saying? Every chance I get, punching them right in their mouth with this information. So I want to salute you, say thank Please. you for bringing this information forth. We're going to be doing something else in the future that's major, that's big. I don't want to speak on it. You know, the wheels of my mind are spinning. It's our time. We own it. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's just time, you know. It is time, man. Can I ask huh? you a favor? Can I ask you a favor? Yeah. Uh, the planet Venus, which represents beauty, has just went into the sign of Capricorn, okay, which, which, which uh, is a rulership of the color black. So can you ask people to post that black beauties, that black goddesses online, because that's what that configuration talks about. Venus and Capricorn are black goddesses, black beauties, all right? And so we should be celebrating that because that's in the stars right now, right now. So, you know. Okay, family, you heard it. You know what I'm saying? So post your pictures of your black goddesses, whether they are artwork or actual real live people. You know, post them and, and put this is Venus and Capricorn. Let the world know that we now know the science and that we're unified and utilizing it. This is an yeah. easy exercise to start with right there on Facebook. Right, and which 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 reminds me, um, there is a emergency ritual that is going to be done tonight in honor of Yemiya. She needs the help from the family, okay? And she is the beautiful, beautiful black goddess of the ocean, all right? So if there are any sisters that want to participate, I know this is kind of late and last-minute notice, but they're going to be meeting tonight about 3 in the morning over at the... um, the temple that this that uh, Mata G has on 99th in Normandy, all right, and um, I'm going to do my best real quick just to read some information pertaining to this particular ceremony, but this is in honor of the beautiful black goddess, and you know her by many names. A lot of people identify her as Yemiya, okay? And what's happening in the ocean, not only in the Pacific, but the ocean period, is very real. Okay, Fukushima is very real. Right? And for time immemorial, man has called upon the gods and asked for their help. Now the gods need your help. Because all of the complacency has left humans almost fat with energy because it's not being utilized for too much. It don't take too much to watch reality TV. You know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. So we have the reserve. We have, you know, and it sounds like Marvel Universe, but this is the real deal, family. Okay, the gods need your help. You have to understand the power of prayer at this particular time and how important it is. You can power up the very gods that are responsible for powering you because they are overwhelmed by what's going on in the ocean and trying to clean it up and save Olukun and the mineral kingdom from being ravished by the radiation that's coming from Fukushima. It's washing up deities. Every time you see one of them orphans come up, 
those are ancient ancestors. Those are the protectors of the gates. So if you're seeing them getting washed up, can you imagine what's that going on and the, the things that you can't see? Okay, the mermaid and the mermans, all of them are being devastated and destroyed and killed at this particular time. So 99th Street, Los Angeles, 1439 West 99th Street. Uh, they're meeting at 3 a.m. this morning to go out into the ocean, all right? And the women, um, you're going to need about 16 different pieces of offerings to bring with you, cornmeal, cooking sage, um, flour, 21 pennies, 21 dimes, non-acidic fruit, honey, whole fat yogurt, whole fat milk, flour petals, raw sugar, kosher wine, raw rice, lavender oil, frankincense oil, and rose oil. Okay? I don't know if you caught everything, but again, 1439 West 99th Street, don't be held back if you don't have these things. They're going to have things in abundance to give to you so you can make the offerings and the sacrifice. Your temple is what's needed. Your voice is what's needed. Your connection to your ancestral bloodline is what the gods need at this particular time. All right? You're needed more than the things that you have to offer. The things that you have to offer will be provided if you don't have it. You are needed, though. Okay? This is a call for women, all women. All right? The Pacific Ocean is dying. Mother Yemiya needs you now. 21 women in total are needed or more. So please, if you hear this and you're in Los Angeles or in the immediate West Coast area, if you know somebody that is and wants to um, participate, let them know that this is going down. Okay? All right? Um, and if you need any pictures online of some beautiful sisters to make your uh, post these pictures, uh, there are a lot of different groups, you know what I'm saying, online, trying to find some immediately. I know there's a group called Af- the African Shop. They have some beautiful pictures of some um, risky melanated sisters on there. All of the different natural groups that are online, you can find some beautiful pictures as well. Okay? So please, uh, make that happen. And I'm sure that you have friends that are on your friend list that you just select one of them and edify them. Just tell them how beautiful they are. You know, make their night. You know, which will arch directly into their day. It may, might even make their year. You dig? I want to close out with the song real quick. You know, the brother might be talking about something that's only dealing with um, a, 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 a localized group of people, i.e. the rappers. But what the brother has been speaking about tonight in terms of the stars, you know, this, this, you know, just take the hook over and grow it in your own mind and, and encompass it and start looking at songs as possible scenarios, the scenarios that they introduce the songs. Start seeing them as scripts. Start seeing them as situations that you can um, terraform into your own sorts of uh, scripts. And I was on a Hollywood set last week, man. I seen how movies get made. We really need to talk, brother. I'm going to be hollering at you, all right? 
That's most deaf, most deaf. But again, man, salute to you. I am in this show with nine Star Wars. You're three sixty one. For niggas up in they mom's crib listening to this unadulterated nonsense Wishing it was them instead of me on this track on this beach with palm trees Drinks with umbrella straws telling it raw Jungle of concrete, killers and snakes, I was amongst that Bundles of crack through this funnel that's black I want you to vision through my telescope See the hell I wrote as rentals when I wrap it like an envelope package And they was in the dope back then Numbers pimping and robbing Well they still robbing and pimping But it's small change compared to hip hopping And did I mention millions because of lip popping, trips, expensive gift shopping, whip robbing, binges, cheap seats, them and they bitch got one is shocking. You thinking, oh, it's just rhyming, but all this time is like organized priming. For instance, there was a time when there was a line between streets and business, but now peak, how it's mixed in the beef is now sickening. Everybody got paper, words of power, because of it, the cops hate ya, the government watching all of those who thugging it. They want to lock us up because the kids are loving it, not knowing that most rappers are straight ass and shots ring out. Whenever we clash at Star Wars We call it Star Wars What happens when the shots ring out It's called Star Wars We call it Star Wars Caviar never I'd rather the Cajun blacken, catfish, no snails, simple nigga to please. Met a bad bitch, dimples in her cheeks. She remembers busy B battles when it was peace. Caught myself drifting in thought, cause now it's different, I thought. Niggas was raised off the shit I record, like I was brought up off that planet rock. Curtis Lowe, James Todd Smith, Shannon Scott, Moroccan the jams, why would they fuck with the dawn? Jehovah Witness, Tim and his co-defendants, I eat them like Lucky Charms, with 2% low-fat milk, 5% pro-black built. There's nothing mother had a motherfucker, I don't think about it, niggas talking this, a lot of gossip, that I'm a prophet or I can't go back to my projects, can I? Does a plant grow from a pot, yes? Do trees grow from a forest, MCs, y'all are clitoris, y'all niggas roll with any click that's winning any crew, doing whatever's trendy, even envy me too, ain't enough room. In this town, what is beef between ghetto words fitters for crowns? Star Wars. This is the Star Wars. Shots rang out everywhere. Star Wars. Cause this is Star Wars. Ain't no Oscars or MTV A Jones River fashion police Not what you read in tabloid seats These are MCs that live out of code It's hard for me to spit it Because the game was supposed to be sold We live it Came from the streets We the voice of the youth America's nightmare Was given a mic move Nike boots, leather and jeans Jerry cribs and cars Rappers not dependent on your 9 to 5 jobs Entertainment This is our world This is our language Different regions speaking East and West gang shit You got your positive shit like Common sense But even he had drama with The dumb Mega Cube, acknowledge the words get twisted at times as rules. What you think is different from the block whenever we feud? Fuck your pictures and your plaques, your tours and autographs. Don't trust bitches and niggas who tell you you all of that, cause they'll be in your enemy's face. Saying it's safe to run in your release party, spraying the place to catch you when you least on point. Putting your keys in the door, behind you with your Caesar KB toy store. Maybe the words get disrespectful, now your niggas check it. You gon' let that nigga play you? You know we gon' rep you next morning, every news channel and front page. Headlines, another rap. Apple was slain. This is Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. 
With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.